you Who's the first one to smile Better watch next summer again And I said Look at me, look at you Who's the first one to cry Better luck next summer again so, yeah, I'm sitting in the corner today because I didn't set up the table yeah, for everything. I can tell. <laughs> I was like, you seem in a dark place right now. <laughs> I'm under the stairs. So how have you been? I'm I'm making it. <laughs> making it? Uh-oh, that doesn't sound great. You just got back from an awesome vacation, man. How could you just be making it? I accidentally drank the water. Oh, no. Yeah. So what did that do to you? Um, I think I got a parasite, so... <laughs> I, it was the day of the Super Bowl. I we were going out to the pool. My water bottle wasn't filled, so I just ran over the sink real quick, like I normally would, and filled it up, and didn't think anything of it. Oh my God. So, the, so Valentine's so, you, so Valentine's you, Day, I was miserable. But I, oh no, I was I stayed out by the pool. I drank all day, so yeah. Wow. But other so than that, is it, it a, are you are you puking your guts out or are you just is it a Hershey Highway all day? <laughs> um I got sick the night of the Super Bowl after doing it and yep. then after that, not a solid poop since. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. That sucks, dude. That it sucks does. so bad because you did have it was an all I saw the pictures from your vacation that you were on and man, that place looked amazing. Yeah. Even with awesome. the Spider Man on the bridge of the pool. <laughs> yeah. It's like dancing Spider Man, I gotta take a picture and send it to Matt. Right, exactly. And I would have been that guy's best friend that day. <laughs> Whether he wanted to be friends or not. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man. All right. Well, sorry. That sucks, yeah. man. Yeah, no, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, with uh, Mexico, you gotta always drink. Everything's gotta be bottled, otherwise you're yep. gonna die. <laughs> I mean, even the people we travel with didn't drink the water, but you brush your teeth and they wash yep. the food with it. So every by the end of it, I think everyone was kind of feeling it a little bit, just not yeah. to the degree of running to the bathroom every two hours, sitting by the pool. Oh no. Just don't poop in the pool. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> have you ever been have you ever been present for a poop in the pool at a public pool? No, I haven't. Oh, I've been there, sir. Oh my god. It almost really? touched Jen in the foot. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, they shut the whole thing down. Oh yeah. Yeah, some kid just didn't get out and uh I mean it was he was a little that was like I would think maybe a four or five year old at the most. And that's even, even five year old. You're like, oh, maybe that's a little old, but uh, it was a little kid. You just, you feel yeah. bad for the kid. Cause it's just, oh, it's, it's just like, oh, <laughs> you know, you just want to throw up so bad. It's just like, oh, that's feces in the pool. Feces in the pool. Uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not a roost bar in the pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that was the first so, thing I thought of when you said that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So welcome back to the states. So getting getting back in the states was pretty easy. Yeah, it was. It wasn't too bad. Um, okay. I mean, it sucks going through customs because you you check your bag, and then mm-hmm. you have to pick it up at the airport, go through customs, and then recheck your bag. No. And we didn't. We only had about an hour for the flight. So by the time we got to the gate, they were starting to board. Oh wow! Oh no! Yeah. So you're like, oh god, let's go. We're gonna miss our flight. No. It, it was worse on the way there because we only had, I think, a forty minute window. And then our plane was 15 minutes late taking off. Oh, wow. But luckily, we were two gates away. So we they had already boarded like half the plane by the time we got over there. Yeah. Okay. But so, other than um, that, everything was perfect. I mean, good weather. It was a little overcast and cloudy on the last day. So we sat in the hot tub the whole time. 
uh, couldn't go on the beach because the it was so windy. The waves were all choppy, and it was a little cold, and there was a lot of seaweed. Yeah. So we stayed by the pool. Okay. Drank yeah. a lot, ate a lot. Yeah. Had so no kids to deal with. Pounds, did you get in 10 pounds of Mexico, or is that getting the parasite help get rid of all that? <laughs> I, I, I came back three pounds heavier. That's yeah, it. see, that's not bad. That's no. good. You did great. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what I would always worry about, man. Going on one of those trips where they all inclusive, you come back and just be like, oh no, what was I doing? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much yeah. how it was. So yeah. it, it was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. So let's see. So you went to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then what else was there that you missed? Well, is that because we haven't been on, we weren't on last week, I don't think. No. We weren't on one week because you were in Mexico. We didn't, weren't on last week because of my birthday. Yeah. And then. I, this is this, and this should be it, right? We missed two weeks. I uh, might have. I think we might have missed the week before. I don't remember. Did I talk about the uh, Glory Pro Wrestling? Will and I went to. No, no, you didn't. Okay, you didn't. So, so yeah. yeah, we might we might have missed a bit. Okay, so we got some catching up to do. So uh, yeah. go for it. What, so tell me about what, what happened at that event. All right, so it was at a small venue, probably 100, 150 people. Um, okay. So right off the bat, we went and did the meet and greet with Dan Housen, which was awesome. Yeah, was he, was, he was super. He was super nice. The line wasn't long, um, okay. so we talked to him not very long because there there were people behind us. But we'll get to talk to him after the event too. So that that okay. made his day. But yeah. he went he went up to him afterwards, and he's like, "So is your foot still cursed?" And mm-hmm. he started laughing because I don't think anyone's asked about his injury that way. Yeah. And, he, and he said, "Yes, it's still cursed." That. He he won't be wrestling for a few more weeks. Okay. So yeah. I don't know when we're gonna see him in the ring. Okay. But uh, so in that I saw the picture with the with that you took with. That was a great picture. So was yeah. he? I'm assuming he entered in character, right? Oh yeah, he everything was in character. Oh, um, in character yeah. yeah, and let's see, the event was really cool. There was some really good, really good wrestling. We were like third row because it's just kind of okay. go in and grab your seats. First okay. come, first serve. Uh, Front row is like an extra five bucks, and they were sold out by the time we bought tickets. But uh, yeah. there are guys that have wrestled in Ring of Honor and Impact and decent name guys. Um, okay. Well, actually, one of them right now is the number one contender for the X title on Impact, I think. It's like their secondary title. Okay. So he'll be wrestling on their next pay per view, but he's going to be at the next one as well. Jake something. Okay. Jake something. Yeah. <laughs> so, but did, what did Dan Housen do, do you, in the ring? Like, did he just come out and make an appearance in the ring or something like that? So, yeah, the final match was uh, for the the Rizzuto Show title. Okay. So, I don't remember the guy that had the title, but he was wrestling Warhorse, and Warhorse is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so, was anybody from the Rizzuto Show there? Yeah, Patrico was there. He came out with the belt. Patrico, okay. Yeah, because yeah. he he helped the guy cheat to win last time over Warhorse for the title. Oh really? Okay. So, uh, so yeah, Danhausen came out with Warhorse, and Patrico came out with the other guy, and they put on. It was an entertaining match, and Danhausen cursed him, and uh, <laughs> I think he hit Patrico actually. Um, nice. Patrico so, took a bump. Yeah, nice. he did. But it, it was nice. it, it was fun. Uh, Warhorse won the title, um, and then got attacked by some other guys, and it, it, it was a lot of fun. So how often do they come in town and do this? Is this like a once a year thing? No, this is a monthly thing. So they're going to be back. Oh. They're going to be back in a couple of weeks with Colt Cabana from the Dark Order. Yeah, you told me about that. Okay, yeah. yeah. But so, is it is it a as uh, a a point like Rizzuto belt thing always now, or is that was that just a one time like hey this is just well this we're is, doing for, they had for a promotion. match in December when they had uh, Scott Steiner in town. 
Okay. So they bring in a wrestler all all the time. So like over the summer, uh, Ethan Page from AEW wrestled. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, the his wife's the uh, MMA fighter, right? No. Am I thinking of the wrong person then? Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Ethan Page. Page no, he's not Who? married to her. She's married to an MMA okay. guy that's under Dan Lambert. But he's yeah, the who's guy the guy I'm thinking of? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember uh, his name. It's, it's Ethan something. I e- thought Ethan, wasn't it. Ethan Page comes out with Dan Lambert, but he's he's okay. not married to her. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong yeah. person. Because I thought they did a whole thing where they uh, um, there's some smack talk to that guy about that um, about his wife being a better wrestler. Yeah, this guy. I'm thinking of the same guy. Yeah. No, he's not married to Page. Yeah, he's not married to Paige Van Zandt, though. His wife doesn't wrestle. Okay, maybe I'm getting it all mixed up. Or maybe yeah. that's just a... Maybe it's a... Uh, what am I thinking of? Maybe it's just a storyline or something like that. Yeah, maybe that's I, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, eh, whatever. But Dan Okay, has, so he's coming to town. I know who... Yeah, he's good. I yeah. like that guy. He's a good Dan, wrestler. Dan hasn't wrestled for him before. I think he was actually uh-huh. at the show that Ethan Page was at. Okay, okay. So okay, they're coming in town. It's a normal thing. All yeah. right, cool. cool, cool, cool. But after after this next one, they're moving to the pageant. So I don't know if ticket oh. prices are going to go up, but they'll be able to hold more people. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I hope at least, so hopefully gonna, it's still twenty bucks. Them, I guess. Say what? Hopefully it's still twenty bucks a person. Oh yeah. It, it was twenty bucks for me and two bucks for Will. So. Yeah. But we're we're planning on going to the next one, and I think Kaylee might come with us too. Nice. Yeah, no, M's been wanting to go to. She's the uh, seven-year-old girl that's going to be a professional basketball player and a pro wrestler at the same time. <laughs> I was like, you keep dreaming, baby. You keep dreaming. <laughs> Shaq's kind of done it, but he was already retired from basketball when he was in the ring. Yeah. Yep. So, but yeah, I highly recommend it. There's a couple other local wrestling venues that I'd like to go check out sometime. I don't think they get anybody big names, but yeah. it, it's fun. Different. Yeah, I went to one indie thing a long time ago. Um, it was at my nephew's, uh, where he trains for soccer down in St. Charles, where all the gun shows are. Um, oh, yeah. It's the big soccer place. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And they had a wrestling thing there. And it was just odd. And indie shows, it was fun. Yeah. But it was bad at the same time. <laughs> it was just, it was really bad. Like, they, they just couldn't sell very well. And, uh, but it was a good, good excuse to go out and just have some good fun. You know? Yeah. And what just, is it? The, Nope. It, 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 you're not as involved with the story at all. You're just there to just kind of drink yeah. and <laughs> just yell, yell at the wrestlers for the most part, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, one of the fun things, though, is the wrestlers had their own merchandise table set up, so before and after they'd wrestle, they'd just be sitting there. So Will went yeah. up and talked to them and got pictures with some of them, so that was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. So my, my dream's not over yet. I could maybe still make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's here's the greatest the absolute yeah. best wrestler that was there was named Dan the Dad. And he came Dan out in Dad. like khaki shorts and a collared shirt. I think, oh man, maybe that wasn't him. He might have been at the promotion I'm talking about. Really? Because he was a dad. Like his kids and wife were there. But he he was more of a, he looked like a military guy almost, oh. to be honest with you. No, he so came out like the- with the white New Balance tennis shoes and the socks nice. pulled up. Uh, <laughs> okay. Came out with a coffee mug that said, World's Greatest Dad. Mm-hmm. He was awesome. Nice character. That's awesome. You yeah. probably you probably got over pretty good. Was he a face? Yeah. Um, and he okay. he actually walked out and like went up to one of the bigger guys on the other tag team that he was fighting, 
And he's like, you got something on your shirt and flicked up his face. <laughs> Total like a dad joke in the oh, middle yeah. of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. I, I see you got a beer there. What are you drinking? Is that the Storm and Norm? Yeah. The Storm and Norman. Just nice. went with a golden nail tonight. Yeah. I, I, Cause I know we drank it before. Yeah. I wanted to get it colder, I think. Uh, and what I want, what I want to do. And I'm still eh, not a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the best. <laughs> So I've got Melvin Brewing's Scenario Robust Porter. Okay. So it, I mean, it's it's a basic porter. Yeah. Like three out of five. Well, we'll see what this much snows we've been getting. It's been. Have you been able to get like? Well, except if you went out last week, or sorry, over the weekend when it was sixty degrees before it turned to a snow thing that we got today. Yeah. <laughs> Were you able to go out and? Are you able to restock, or do you already have a whole bunch in stock that you're just now going through your supply? Um, I had a bunch in stock, but I also ran out and grabbed some more. Mm-hmm. Got to keep that fridge full, right? <laughs> yeah, no, man. I just haven't had a chance to go get some other stuff. I just, I, I always, and plus, I'm just like, ah, I better drink what I've got first before I go out and get new stuff. So, yeah, I do because I don't have a dead. One of these days, I will have one. One day, one day, I shall have a dedicated fridge. But that's maybe one day when I move into a house with more than one bathroom. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> put my dreams in order. <laughs> you could. Get one in the new bathroom, a, l- a little shower beer well, fridge. Well, I'll get just like one of those little tiny little college fridges, you know. Yeah. And put that down here in my office somewhere. But I have, I still have the Yoda. I don't know if you remember Yoda. Oh yeah, I remember my, Yoda. That was the centerpiece of our apartment. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I still got him. So the place I would put a fridge would probably be right where he lives. Maybe I'll put him on top. I don't know. Yeah. Someday he, he can guard it. <laughs> he can guard it. So, um. Do we want to tangent from Yoda into something else? You think in Book of Boba Fett? Oh my gosh! Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about Book of Boba Fett because okay. that's really what all I want to talk about. Because <laughs> I know you were wanting to talk to me about it for a while, yeah. and you're mad I wasn't caught up with you, so we could have a long, a long form discussion about it. I guess. Yeah. Because we need to we need to go back and I guess maybe not even last episode, but maybe I touched, we touched on a couple episodes, I guess. And yeah, I got your, Hey, what'd you think of it this week? And you kind of, you were non-spoiler about it. And you kept saying, yeah, it's good. I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm like, and I just, I was super hesitant on it. I was like, eh, cause I didn't like the first episode. I just hated, I hated the first episode. I did. Yeah. But then, like you said, just, just wait, just wait, just wait. And then, so watch the second one. All right, it's better. Okay, the second one's better. Third one. Okay, this is good. By the fourth episode, I'm like, this is the best. Yes. <laughs> good old Faz, dude. John Favreau can hook you, man. He yeah. hooks you in. And then and then once it's over, it's like, no, no, this can't be over. This is too good. It yeah. just got so good. Because the action finally kicked in, I think, is what, what really drew me in on it, to be honest with you. Yeah, and the more they got into it and delve into the story, the more Star Wars it felt. Yeah, now... Here's a critique for you, though, where can we really call this Book of Boba Fett or do you want to call this Mandalorian season 2.5? Yeah, because. Yeah, really, yeah, it, you're right. It, There's it, a lot of Mandalorian in there for a Boba Fett show. It did. And when it's a Boba Fett show and one whole episode didn't even touch on him. Right, right. Actually, it was cool how they, how they intertwined the two. I yeah. love that. That was really, I mean, of course, you wouldn't have loved that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. No, it was even so. It was so good that even Jen, who doesn't really, I, she likes the Mandalorian, but she only likes it because of Baby Yoda, right? Yeah. Which, even though it was Grogu, we're, I'm still gonna call him Baby Yoda because that's better. <laughs> and she loves just watching him because he's so cute and all that stuff. But right. even she was hooked on this because the action was really good. And um, yeah, man, it was just I, I had so much fun with it. 
I loved it. I, I binged it, dude. I, I wiped out so many episodes in a row. It was crazy. Um, yeah, I could tell I by think the texts. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, because yeah, well, as soon as uh, as soon as Cad Bane came, and I was like, "This is why you watch the Clone Wars. <laughs> watch exactly. the Clone Wars, the cartoon. If you don't watch the cartoon, you miss out on everything." <laughs> and that, so it was that pre- Clone Wars. It's so important, right? Yeah, it's so important to, to all of it, I guess. And um, well, in like, that's coming, back. but that's coming back, right? No, they're doing another season of the Bad Batch. Is that what they're doing? Oh, okay. yeah, but um, that whole Boba Fett Cad Bane showdown was supposed to happen in clone wars oh really it was it was supposed to be part of the last season originally before they canceled Uh it um so there's storyboards out there and they actually i think they were even released the script of how it was supposed to go down and so they took part of that and used it in the show but instead of being kid boba fett it was old man boba fett with the gaffy stick yeah yeah which I like that storyline too. It was like uh, I guess you kind of take a Dances with Wolves approach, I guess. Yeah. If you want to say, take a little bit of Dances with Wolves and then throw it in there with some Star Wars mythology, and it turned out really well. I like that. I did like that. And the um the train. Yeah. With uh, who? What was the, the faction? The Pikes. <laughs> we'll go with wrestling. What was the faction they were fighting? The Pikes. The Pikes, yeah, and the Spice. Now here's my question: In all science fiction, is, is Spice just our term for a drug? Is that what we're gonna say? Because it was in Dune, right? It, and it's in Star Wars. It's called Spice. Is it just in every science fiction that's like a widget? Is Spice? <laughs> is that what we're talking about? Well, George Lucas took a lot from Dune. Uh, that was one of his inspirations. So that's why it was. Okay. That's why that was called the Dune Sea, and that's okay. why you use Spice. And there, there are a few other similarities in there too, but yeah. Um, so I, th- I thought that with the how much money do you think they dropped into the train sequence? Oh God, with the speed. That was like I'm like that's a big budget right there. That's a big budget action sequence, and it was really well done. I enjoyed that a lot, and I and I guess the Tuscan Raider that we all grew attached to a little bit there. Is there any backstory to that, or is he's just that was just he was in for the few episodes, and then he was our motivation to why Boba Fett reacted the way he did. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they've established that he's been part of anything. I okay. Mean, in current canon, they haven't done much with Tuscan Raiders. I think there might have been a story or two in the. Uh, um, they did like a book of short stories that are canon adjacent, so they're not necessarily okay. part of the story. Um, it's called from a certain point of view. They did okay. it for the 40th anniversary of Star Wars, and then they did a second one for Empire for its 40th anniversary. So we'll have a Return of the Jedi one coming, but it's different, like stories of different characters that you see in the backgrounds of the movies and just kind of making fun little stories for them and using Star Wars writers and uh, like I think there was an Ahsoka one in the Star Wars book that was written by Ashley Eckstein okay. so they they get people involved with Star Wars to come in and do these but okay. I think that's the only time they've done anything with Tusken Raiders in canon yeah, because I mean, putting in the Jawas were really important in it, and yeah. um, so here's some it's some quick hits, I guess. Um, the woman that's the junker, but she also helped him build the Naboo Starfire, the NS one. Yeah, right. I think that's the, name of the ship. Yeah, she is the secretary from Elf. Did you know that? I did not know that. So when Favreau directed Elf, 
he brought her in to be in that. Oh. So there's your connection between Favreau and her, which okay. if you look at a picture of her, she's gorgeous. She's she's a stunning woman, but yet in the show, she's kind of, yeah, well, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but that's I think that's a lot of her TV stuff because uh, her name's Amy Sedaris, and she was in Strangers with Candy. Mm. She was Candy. Really okay. Yeah. That's a Canadian show, right? Uh, no, it was Comedy Central. I don't it think was it was Comedy Canadian. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was Canadian. Okay. But, uh, so there's, there's a small little tidbit, but then a the question I've got for you, I guess, for another quick hit mm-hmm. is, okay, the deep fake is what it is, or whatever you want to call it now, wherever yeah. they, 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 it's, I guess not deep fake because you're not replacing someone's face with another person, I guess. But, um, what they did with Robert Downey Jr. And was it Endgame or was it, uh. Infinity War, I guess. I've, where they made him, they made him younger. You know the, the technology where they made him really young. Or there was Civil War. Oh, Civil War. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Um, but now they're doing it with Luke, right? With Grogu, yeah. so they can have the training sequence. Yeah. And they give yeah. us our fan service of seeing Ahsoka, even though she was very minimal and all that. It's still cool to see her, right? Yeah. And um, is she getting her own show? I'm she like, is still getting, getting her, her own. Thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they're bringing in a lot of the rebels people for it. Okay. Because they've already casted Sabian Wren. And there's speculation okay. that they've already done Ezra too. Okay, so um, any any Freddie Prince going to be in here at all? No, no, Un- unless he's a Force ghost. Yeah, well, I, I know, but still, but it'd still be cool to get him in there somehow. Yeah, it would be. Um, because did you ever watch that? I'm going all over the place with some things, but did you, did you watch that interview I sent to you from him with uh, Chris Van Leet? No, I didn't. Um, I got it queued up on on uh, YouTube to you, watch, but you need to watch that. It's probably one of the best interviews I've ever. I, I I've never been a huge Freddie Prince Jr. fan. But yeah, the interview is amazing. It's an amazing. He and I really was actually a fan of his 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 voice acting skills. Yeah. In, the, uh, in Rebels and, uh, but it's great. Yeah. Um, and his involvement with WWE, which I didn't know anything about, which you knew about. I think yeah. you told me about it at one point, and it kind of rang some bells with me on that. But um, going back to the original point I was getting to, sorry, was with Mark. Was that was Mark Hamill the voice of Luke, or did they take? They have an algorithm like program where they say, okay, every word he's ever said in any Star Wars movie ever, you know, the old ones, uh, you know, episodes four through six. Did they take that and just type it into a system and say, spit this out, and this is the dialogue they want him to say? I, I believe that's what they did. He didn't actually do the voice for it, so. Okay. but I don't think they used a voice actor. I, yeah, I think it was all computer. It was all computer generated. And then yeah. as far as the actual acting itself, was it him doing the acting at all or just some guy in a suit with a green? No, it was a guy with a similar build to him at that point. Okay, at that point. So here's the question Jen had was, is he getting paid for this? Because that's his likeness. That's a good question. I don't know. That's something we could throw yeah, out to him on Twitter. Just because is this Hollywood's way of going? It's getting so good, right? Yeah. It looks great. Like I don't have any problems with Jen. Still, she's so she has such a good eye for this stuff. Yeah. Um, it kind of bothers her where she can just go. Yeah, it's still not a hundred percent, but look where you where we came from from then to now. Even yeah. with the, the Robert Downey Jr. scene to this one. Is this a way to phase out actors and go? We don't need to pay you. This is just a computer generated generation you, and this is how we can save twenty million dollars on a film. We'll just computer generate all and just pay the guy to be in a green suit. I don't know. I I don't think that would happen. I think there would be a big upcry from from fans about that. You would think so. I hope Mark Hamill gets something out of this. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Because that's him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and I guess going from that part where Grogu making the choice to 
leave training with Luke to go back with the Mandalorian. I guess they had to do that because they're going to have a season three of Mandalorian. But what are your thoughts on his choice to do that? I would like to see a Mandalorian season without Grogu there just to Mm -hmm. see how it goes. But story-wise, they've kind of already backed themselves into a a hole where they kind of have to explain why he's not there when Kylo Ren kills everyone at the temple. Oh, that's true. Okay, I guess you're right. So, so it makes sense story wise. I would just, I'd want to see if the show can stand without him. So, is the temple that we saw in Boba Fett is that the temple where all that happened? I don't know for sure if they've established that. I didn't because really what look was into that? It. What was that system that they were on? Was that wasn't Tatooine? Yeah, I, I don't remember. I, I don't even know if they mentioned. It. Do, you, do you remember? Do you remember that they mentioned it at all? I don't I don't remember them mentioning it, but I could have I could have okay. missed it. Okay. And then what's your thoughts of going from the Razor Crest to the uh, Naboo Starfighter? The Razor Crest was so much cooler. I think so too. But but I, that was a great episode. I told was. you how much I love that yeah. episode. I could watch that episode all day long. That was so cool watching them rebuild that thing. Yeah. And it's a nice nod to the prequels, right? Just yeah. to give it some prequel love. I'm wondering if that was is that intentional because is Favreau is he on record of being a prequel uh, fan? Uh, I, I I don't know. I know he he's done work in that era of Star Wars because he was the voice of Pre Vizsla in Clone Wars. Okay, so that's why so, he's he's voicing the one Mandalorian, uh, Paz Vizsla, the okay. the the bigger the one. one he had to fight. Yes, the one where he had to fight on the bridge with for the sword. Yeah, or for the dark saber or whatever it's called. Yeah. Because okay. I keep, I have to make sure I keep that straight because I showed you there was two big sword events in my life this week where I, I thought I texted you the Ebony Blade, yeah. which I know we had a discussion about that, and you said that's an Eternals thing I got to watch out for. Yeah. So Ebony Blade showed up in War of the Realms, and then Dark Saber was the big sword in uh in Boba Fett, which yeah. that's a pretty badass weapon to be honest with you. It really um, is, and I liked that they tied it to Rebels where you have to really learn how to use it to to be effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and see, I, I think I need to finish Rebels to really, is, is it prevalent in Rebels, I guess, in the, in the later seasons? Yes. Where that, that comes up? Okay, so yeah. I need to see. There, there's need a lot back. of Mandalore stuff in the, I, I was there four seasons? So I guess season, into season so. three. See, I'm not, I don't even think I'm that far yet, to be honest with you. Yeah. You, you, you need to watch it. It, it ended so yeah. well. Yeah, no, I was, I like Rebels. I really do. And, um, I'm curious if, uh, is Darth? I guess are we at a point? Because again, we need. My, I need my whiteboard where I need to know where in the time period we are. Are we at a point where we can still get Darth Maul with his robotic leg? Could they do that in a Mandalorian or wherever we're at? Could they do us put him into the series somewhere? No. Okay, so time just time wise, we're not at that. We're that was pre where we're at now. Yeah, Mandalorian is after that. I mean, I don't. I don't want to give it away to you, but. His story, his story is over. They they completed it. Okay, they completed it pretty well. Okay, yeah. Seemed. So I need to get through Rebels to get through all that. Is that where we're going going with? Yeah. If okay. anything, so if we see Darth Maul again, it might be in Kenobi. Okay, which that would be cool. I'd be down with that because that comes out in May, correct? Yep. Okay. So that's what we're up with next. Um. So glad I stuck with it. Mm-hmm. It turned out a lot better than it's. It started weak and it's super strong. Yeah, and it's super strong. But that's my only critique of it is that 
This really isn't a Boba Fett story. This is just Mandalorian season 2.5. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I'm sorry. Yeah, and <laughs> a lot of the complaints about the show have been that's not the that's not my Boba Fett. It's yeah. the, it's the same thing with Luke Skywalker and the second trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. They're not writing Which, they're not writing yeah. for us as fans. They're just trying to write entertaining stories. Which I was, I was entertained. I don't, I don't know how you wouldn't have been entertained. I'm sorry, because it's a. And again, I, I know I make this uh, comparison, I guess, and I know you're not a huge Western fan, but this is a great Western, is what oh, yeah, this is. It is. So, um, that's kind of how I look at it. Although I know we also always make the comparison to Lone Wolf and Cub, you know, with the Mandalorian and Grogu's characters. Yeah, but I mean, just, just. When Cad Bane comes in, Cad Bane is a space cowboy. I'm sorry, he is. And funny enough, John Favreau, director of Space Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's just kind of full circle, right? And yeah. I, just so cool. And the and the voice actor for Cad Bane, it was the same guy that did the voice in in the cartoon, correct? I I don't know. I didn't look into it. But that episode where he showed up, I was looking up somebody else on IMDb, and I'm scrolling okay. through all the actors, and I saw Cad Bane. I'm like. God damn it. I've, oh, I've avoided all these spoilers. Oh, but I said the flip yeah. side was I knew it was coming and Will had no clue. So mm-hmm. as soon as I saw him, I look over at Will and watch him piece it together. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, is that Cad Bane? So like, at that point, how old is Cad Bane at that point, right? Because <laughs> He's old, but I mean, aliens age differently. I mean, Yoda was correct. 900 yeah. years old when he died. So Yeah, exactly. Excuse me. So, uh, I guess does that, but that also, I don't remember. That leaves the door open for more Cad Bane appearances, though, right? Because he didn't get killed, if I remember correct. Oh, uh, he got stabbed through the chest with the gaffy stick. That's right. Never mind. You're right. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, oh no, no I'm sorry. The guy that did, um, Timothy Oliphant's character. Yeah. That's Cobb, the one that did Cobb that. Vanth. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. What's his name again? Cobb Vanth. Okay, so is he a big player in the books? No, he was actually just uh, a side story in the Aftermath trilogy. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm a huge Timothy Olyphant fan, so give me oh, yeah. more of that. that was Always cool. more of him. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll get more of him. I guess he'll be back for Mandalorian 3, right? I guess is what we'll see him in. Maybe, or I think they canceled the uh, Rangers of the New Republic. Maybe they give him a show. Okay. Because that was supposed to be the Cara Dune show, but since she's been canceled, they canceled okay. it. Okay, so we've got, I mean, we know for a fact we're getting Mandalorian Season 3, we're getting a Obi-Wan show, yep. and we're getting a Ahsoka show. Yep. Are we getting a Book of Boba Fett 2, or is that just a one and done, we're, we're through with that? They haven't announced, but I've been hearing that they're going to do a second. Okay, curious where they go with that. Yeah. Very, very curious where they go with that. Okay. Because I, no. I only, there's only so many tales you can tell in most Espa that... To get the most out of him, he'd have to go back into space. Yeah, but they gave us that teaser showing him in the in the tank, right? For a reason. Yeah. So, and every th- well, it, they they showed Oliafan in the tank. What is your thoughts on his character? Are you a big fan of what he's been portraying? Would you want to see more of him? Uh, of Cobb Vanth? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I would. Um, I mean, it's Timothy Oliafan. I'd watch him right. in almost anything. Yeah. Yeah, I love him, dude. I think he's great in just about everything he does. Yeah. So and the fact that the fact that he's in another quote unquote western with the fact that he was in Deadwood, which I still need to go back and finish that. But I don't know if you've ever watched Deadwood, but I haven't. He's so good. He's so good in that man. He's That's what so I've heard. Good. 
yeah, yeah, we're really good in that. Um, uh, a little bit more, not as intense. Like in Deadwood, he's super intense. Yeah. Like his if you were to give me one word to describe him, that's what I would use. Uh, not that's not his character in Star Wars, by any mean, but still cool to see him go back to being a cowboy kind of thing. And plus, he's a marshal. And then you think about um, what was his show on FX? That's Justified. Uh, Justified. Did you ever watch that? No, I didn't. Oh, dude, yeah. Go and watch that, dude. I'm gonna recommend that. Definitely recommend it. Just, just for the fact that Tim and Walden Goggins together. He his character in Justified. I I don't know if he won an Emmy or not. If he didn't, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame he didn't because he was amazing in that. But Goggins got something else coming out that's nerdish. I forgot he was cast as something. He's oh, a he's in it? a video game show. He's in a video game show coming out. I think it's a uh, uh, far not far uh, What's it called? Walter Goggins. Oh, it's, it's on Netflix, I think, the one you're talking about. I can't think of what it is, though. Uh, he's going to be in Fallout. That's Fallout. the name of it, Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, I have I never played the video games, but that, they're popular enough, so I'm sure it's going to be well-received. Yeah, I haven't either. So, yeah, no, man, I'm glad I'm glad that you stuck with I – mean, I knew you were going to stick with uh, both at no matter what, and I'm glad I went back to it and uh, gave it a shot. And yeah. um, super satisfied with it. But now I want to jump over to something else. Okay. And something I might not go back to. Okay. Just letting you know. I, I have a feeling Sweet I know tooth. what it is. Yeah. Sweet Tooth is where we're going with it. And uh, so Sweet Tooth, I, I, I dove into the first two episodes. The premiere was amazing. I liked the premiere a lot. The, the first episode was great. It deviated from the book quite a bit, though. Yes, it did. Quite a bit. And then the second episode deviated even more from the book. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. Uh, the guy that's playing Jeopard. Yeah. And they call him Big Guy or Big Man. Big Man. Big Man. I don't like the, the subtle changes they made in regards to instead of a hockey player, he's a football player now. And someone would just say, why is that a big deal to you? I, I don't know. I just don't like it. <laughs> I, just I don't. like hockey better than football. I do. I really do. <laughs> I really, really do, Jay. So there's that. There's that going for it. The guy that's portraying him, I don't know if I've seen him in anything else, but he's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I like that switch there. But the problem I'm having so far that – you don't get in the show that you do from the book was that instant connection. And um, I guess that's the best word I can come up with it. The instant connection between Gus and Jeopard. Yeah. In the book, it seemed like it was natural and it happened right away. And in the show, it's just not there. And it's on purpose. Cause he keeps trying to give him away. He doesn't want anything to do with the kid. Right. Versus in the book, that wasn't the case at all. And, uh, there was that the and it's just the deviation from the book is just too much for my liking i guess is the way to say it yeah I and get so that. I, I finished the second episode and i'm just not sure i'm motivated enough to want to go back because it's just why am i going to go from something that's a i consider i maybe i throw around the, the term too loosely these days but i do i consider the book a masterpiece it's amazing it's yeah it's literature to me is what that, that book is. It's so good because it hits on such so many of the human emotions, right? It hits on all spectrums of the human emotions. Yeah. And um, unless you're going to tell me just power through and it's worth it to get through it. Um, 
Man, in the second episode just drug for me. It was just long for yeah. me for some reason. So it, it was long, it but it was good. Long. I, I was good. I was okay with it. But the second one, man, I was like, this guy end at some point, right? Yeah. It just kept going and going. It picks up after the second episode, but it keeps deviating. Okay. But it almost comes full circle because it ends at the same place as the first trade. Okay. So maybe I'll try. I don't know. I said the same thing about Boba Fett, right? I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just... It, it it disheartens me because it's just such a deviation from the book and the book is just it's such a it's like well I don't know if you want to do the Walking Dead comparison where the Walking Dead deviated from the book quite a bit but it was it was such a great outline and they were so far ahead of the book when they started the show or the yeah. book was so far ahead of the show when they were using it I don't know because remember I, I know you fell off Walking Dead pretty soon or pretty quickly actually. But I, I've stuck with it throughout the duration, except, you know, I'm not going to finish. I'm not going to watch the second half of the last season until I finish the book because the show is actually in front of where I'm at in the book now. Yeah. But the show was quality. It was quality. And this is just not, <laughs> at least from the second episode. So I don't know, Jay. I don't know if I'll go back or not. I, I really don't. I, I, with as much other things that are out there. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's worth it. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good as the book but I looked at it as a fact that hardly ever is it as good as the book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's that show for you. I'm giving you a review on that. I'm going to jump from that one to something completely on an opposite end of the spectrum of nerd. I'm like, well, not still kind of nerdy, but I, I've been doing homework to try to get caught up with you because you've given me so many recommendations. So I said, dad, we've been apart for quite a while on our, on our podcasting schedule here. Maybe if I watch a whole bunch of stuff that you recommended, we can go back and revisit a lot of this stuff. Okay. So, did I dove into Mythic Quest? Yes, and I love me some Mythic Quest, dude. God, <laughs> I so love good. Mythic Quest. It is so it's it's not as funny. I don't laugh as much as I thought I would. Yeah. Right, but I like these characters. The uh, Rob Meckelhaney, if I'm saying his name right, I don't. I'm butchering. Yeah. I'm sure, but the guy from Always Sunny. Yeah, but he's writing with Charlie Day, so I'm hoping I get a Charlie Day appearance at some point. Don't spoil me yet. Okay. but I'm hoping to get a Charlie Day appearance. So how far um, are you into it? I'm only first season. I'm only okay. first season, and I think I'm about on episode four or five. I think I think okay. I'm on episode four. Okay. I, I did. I think I hit the episode where you say in each season they kind of go off track, and it has nothing to do with the main story you're watching, right? Yeah. And I watched the one that had Jake Johnson in it. Yep. With it was the female that's in it is the same one that was in that Palm Springs movie that you told me about. Yes. And I watched and loved. Yeah. I think that's her. Yeah. I'm pretty is. sure that's her. Christina okay, okay, Malati, I think. She and their two, their chemistry together was phenomenal. It was. And even if it doesn't, it, I'm guessing what, where that comes back. To, I don't know if you're going to say it, there's a payoff to it later on, but I thought there was a payoff immediately with that. It's because it's basically showing you the trope of, you go through your success with a game and it kind of throws the downfall of getting just basically getting too big. You know, you're, you're going from the, it's an artistic creation to a commercial creation. Right. Yeah. And you go through the downfall of the commercial side of everything. So I'm wondering if that's where we're kind of going with, uh, you know, mythic quest, but the fact that they've got that, that kid, what's his name? Pootie shoe or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and his grading, his grading systems, buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> that little shit. Oh my God. It's, that, it's great. It's that's exactly great how show. I think of YouTube too. 
too for like videos of like unboxings and video game reviews that's exactly what i picture because i don't watch any of them so no and it's just what's so crazy is that our kids are growing up where i don't know at least for mine they don't watch a lot of netflix or disney plus or any actual scripted shows to be honest with you they do watch a ton of just either other people streaming video games or video game reviews or like dude perfect i don't know if you're familiar with dude perfect they're they're super into dude perfect um, just the weirdest stuff out there that's not scripted shows, and I just imagine them watching people like Pootie Shoe, yeah. <laughs> and just like, oh no, oh no, please don't watch this guy. He's awful. <laughs> He's everything that's wrong with the internet. <laughs> yeah, what that kid. Is. No, my kids watch a mix of that stuff with scripted stuff. If yeah, yeah. any of them, Kaylee probably watches more of the YouTube than scripted stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I got, I got, I dealt, I, I dove into that a little bit, and I was like, yep. I'm good with it. That's mm. where I want to go. I want, I'm probably going to give most of my attention to that until I get caught up on that. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, I've also just been watching a bunch of um, interviews, a lot of interviews. I've been watching some of Renee Paquette's stuff on yeah. her oral sessions uh, thing where she does a lot of the wrestling interviews. Um, I watched her Dan Housen one, which is great. And then she did another one. I'm trying to remember which one I watched with that one. Or actually, I'm sorry, Chris Van Lee or Van Vliet, however you pronounce his name. He did an interview of her, and that was a great episode. Oh. So you could learn about her her broadcasting career. Yeah, um, being up, they're both uh, Canadian uh, broadcasters, and how they made their way down to the states and everything. Yeah, so that was a great episode. I watched that, and then there's another guy uh, wrestling with Andy. Is a I don't know if he does really short docu series, like 20 minutes of wrestlers, hmm. and does a documentary on each one of them. They're really good, actually. I, I, just actually before I hopped on with you while I was cooking dinner, I was watching his Lex Luger one. It was a pretty interesting one. All right, I'll check those out. Yeah, yeah, they're they're quick. That's why I like them. You don't have to pay very close attention to all. They're just kind of cool in the background because I, I know I need to get back to Dark Side of the Ring, but um, just not a super huge rush to do that. Yeah. Um, just because they're depressing at a very certain point, depressing. man. <laughs> they're super depressing, to be honest yeah. with you. Just everything that goes wrong with them, because and again, I think I'm on an episode where I'm not too invested in it, because it's one of the, I, some female wrestler I think is who's on the one-on-one right now. I'm just yeah. eh, I'm not too into it. So, where there's that, and then so what I'm going to do now is because I'm a professional, mm. is we're going to delve into AEW. We haven't done our AEW recap. No, so we let's, haven't. Let's, that because I know you're, I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about that one. I, so. I watched that promo probably four times today. Oh yeah, I watched I watched it and then I pulled it up on YouTube to watch it because I didn't I couldn't I stopped what I was doing as far as it was on a commercial on the app and when you're on a commercial yeah. app it won't let me rewind so I was like okay I'm gonna stop this pull it up on YouTube and I actually listened to a uh, I guess Dave, Dave Meltzer has one of his they had him talking about it yeah uh, and then I was looking for a Cornette review of it and I don't know if Cornette's review come come out on it yet I haven't seen but. But I uh, I watched it twice, and man, someone is dubbing it the heart bomb, is what yeah. they're calling it, dubbing it the heart bomb. And uh, I, I guess we should just skip over everything because I, I mean, I, we could go. I usually, usually, what we do is we talk about Rampage first because then we talk about last week's Rampage and then we talk about the current week's uh, Dynamite. I don't think there's anything to talk about from Rampage, to be honest with you. So I think we should just stick with the heart bomb and not worry about much of anything else, to be honest with you. I mean, the only thing we could really talk about, probably Jay White showing up, because I think it's going to play into some bigger picture. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, yeah, Jay White, yeah. his match was okay. It was, yeah. He's okay. 
Um, and then there's some stuff going on with the Bucks and, and was it Red Dragon or whatever yeah. they are. Uh, that's kind of fun. I'm I'm down. I I you gotta. I hope they're smart and they take the belt off of Page and give it over to Cole. Um, because that it would be a better run to be honest. With you. I think he'd be a better champion. Um, yeah, I, I the, the pay per views. The pay per view is building up nicely. It is. Say that. They they know how to build up to the pay per view. Yeah, the the the, the pay per view is going to end up being pretty cool. Um, but the MJF thing, man, that was good because it was, it, it was awesome because of how impactful. Is is this a, cr- a credit to the two of those being both him and CM? Punk being so great on the mic, it's it, they're just selling us without any real true action between the two, you know. Because there's no, yeah. they're not really getting into any fights. Like, you know, you know, sometimes when they're building up the paper, you like uh, Cole and Paige got into something a little bit. I don't yeah. remember if they actually, or yeah, they, they just a little bit, you know, or more like the CM Punk Eddie Kingston before the last pay per view, yeah, where, where they yeah. would just brawl. They yeah, they said their piece, yeah. and then every week it was just a brawl after that. Where this is more cerebral. This is psychological. This is all. It's all mental. Is what this one is. To be honest with you, because when I watched it the first time, I I didn't know much about his background, and I'm like, is he just setting him up for mind games? But then today, like, pretty much everything he said was true. So he as far as far as him as far as him suffering from AD, uh, attention deficit disorder and yeah, uh, and having the quarters thrown at him he had talked about that's that a, that, actually, that actually happened that actually think? happened to him it he talked about it in an interview a couple years ago really wow and then um, some people have been digging into social media the wrestling classic Instagram page took a screenshot of what MJF posted years ago when he saw that picture and mm-hmm. it was basically saying thank you for posting these pictures i'm quitting college so i can go into wrestling school i start on tuesday okay so i think the, i think the story aspect of it is him doing it despite cm punk they've mm-hmm. added that for the story but everything else well, was was true i think this is a big mistake in regards to if they're trying to set up a face turn for him i think that's a big mistake yeah because he doesn't need to go face. I know that he has such a draw by being a heel, and he's so naturally gifted at it that I think the promo was a great one, and it was a good shoot, right? Yeah. But um, I think what you do is he uses that, and he uses it against Punk and turns on him somehow. Just go. The, the, the best part would be if he just goes, I, I got you to feel sorry for me, ha, 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 and just beats the crap out or that, something like that. And right? that's exactly what I thought the first time I – I watched it. I'm yeah. like, oh, this this is total work. He's just messing with CM Punk. Mm-hmm. But then you read the stuff, and then you go back and watch it again, and just how authentic it was. It's an unbelievable promo. Oh, it's an unbelievable, it's an unbelievable promo. But it also goes to. Um, I'm glad I've been watching so much. You got me back into wrestling probably too much. Is <laughs> <laughs> the problem because I've been watching so many clips on YouTube about certain things and. Uh, seen a lot there's a guy over in scotland i don't know if you ever watch his stuff uh, it's like outside the ropes or something like that i think it's, it's either inside the ropes or outside i don't know what it's called but some yeah. guy over in scotland he does not a lot of the um interviews with guys like he did a really long one with bret hart and it's basically a full uh, it's a format where he has people come over and he's the uh you know he's the interviewer yeah and it puts in front of a crowd and i'm sure they have a q a in it i just don't ever see the q a part of those things but um and Paul Heyman 
had one over there mm-hmm. and Paul Heyman talking about what makes a heel so great and making a storyline so great is when you can the, the really the brilliant ones are when you could take some real life stuff and then mix it in with the kayfabe yeah and it that's what makes a great heel story um because also I, I don't know if i i think i read a comment on it on the youtube clip i watched because after i watched the Meltzer, i watched the Meltzer uh reaction to it i would then just watch the clip of him doing the, the promo and mm-hmm. i read some of the youtube comments just to get their get other people's takes on it right yeah and everyone's saying the same thing like one of the best promos we've ever seen this is this is one of the all-time greats this this is his pipe bomb or whatever yeah. right at that point um and then basically people saying his contract's up in 2024 and if tony khan does not sign this kid it's a big mistake because <laughs> if he's this good on the mic already at this age and if he could just ever get his in-ring skills to catch up, I guess, yeah. is what the biggest critique of him is. Just think what he'll be when he's 30. You yeah. know what I mean? He's still so young. Yeah. And even in 2024, he'll still be, like, what, 25 years old, I think? Yeah. He's so, only, but he's making $200,000 right now. And like, yeah. Oh, he'll get paid. Dude, the dude's going to get paid. Like, if he can, if problem, can work a mic like that yeah. and you're only getting paid that, imagine what you're going to get when you – Mature a little bit more. And the problem is, and that's if Vince still owns the company at that point. True. The McMahons might sell at that point. We don't know what what they'll do in the next couple of years. Because yeah. I don't, Vince is not getting any younger. And it sounds like the inheritance tax and all that stuff, it might make it that impossible, impossible for either Stephanie or, um, Shane. or uh, Shane to, to, to take over. Um, and who knows what they'll do. Because they'd let go of everybody. And yeah. the only problem that, uh, Khan has that, that Tony Khan has is that he signs too. I think he's signing way too many people. He's he's giving contracts out to everybody, and their and payroll I, I, is pretty I'm, much at the max right now. I'm just fearful that he he's just going to keep doing everything because he's just hiring everybody's friends. Is the biggest critique that some people have of Tony Khan is that the young bucks and Cole have too much uh, sway with this guy, and he's they're basically just saying give contracts to all of our friends, and our friends are limitless at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but again, back, back to, uh, back to MJF, it's just, uh, it's that mixture of real life with the kayfabe and it's going to be a work. It's, it's, it's gotta be because this guy going to face just makes no sense. So, but yeah, no, I I was, I was a big fan because, and, but what made it even better was when CM came out and no music, no, no wrestling gear on whatsoever. And then just asking, is it true? That was just great. That was brilliant. So whoever's doing the writing on this, I wonder, is it MJF doing the writing and and Punk together? Or who's the, they don't, who's their writer? Who does the Young Bucks do the writing? I don't think they do the writing, right? Tony does the booking. So he sets up like matches and stuff. But I think they leave it more to the wrestlers at this point to just be like, do your thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they necessarily have writers like WWE does. Yeah, because they, I agree with they don't have a lot of vignettes or anything like that. I guess you could say that. But um, man, yeah, it was impactful. It was super, super impactful. And I think that's you just sold the pay per view with that because now people want to see this pay per view just oh, yeah. to watch the MJ CM Punk. And the problem they're gonna have is I guarantee you they're not gonna make that the last match. No, it won't be. I guarantee them. And I'm like, that's that's. You're ridiculous to do it that way. I know you guys want to put your belt up and say in the Cole versus uh, Page match is probably going to be your last match, right? 
But get out of here. Get out. No one cares about that match. Really, who's caring about that match right now? Yeah. So they've been very good about how they arrange their pay-per-views. And I could see that being the Punk MJF match being the first one. It started off super mm. high. Mm. And then they'd probably go tag belt and then bring it down after that and then work back up to the title match. Yeah, which, speaking of, the, the, that was a really cool way to do the uh, the beginning of Dynamite, man. Having yeah, every tag team out there and yeah. going in with a rumble. Dude, that was, when do you, when's the last time you've seen something like that? No, I, I couldn't think of a time, especially with tag oh, teams. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's just setting up your, your Young Bucks versus your Red Dragon faction split, I guess. Well, Cause I, I, guess. I think we're going to see the Young Bucks turn face and side with yep. Hangman. Yep. Absolutely. It, they've That's been working exactly towards that since the last pay-per-view. Yeah. But I'm more curious <laughs> yeah. to see how Bullet Club factors in because Jay White is going around to the different promotions recruiting former Bullet Club people. Okay. So um, at Impact, he recruited the Good Brothers, who are part of the Elite, used to come out with Kenny. Okay. Um, they haven't been part of Bullet Club for a while. I guess when when the Elite split from Bullet Club, they were part I guess, of that. here's my, how many people are in Bullet Club? <laughs> how many people are actually in that stupid thing? Uh, the, you have a small group of, like, core members, and then you have, like, part-time cool. people. Because it feels like NWO. Is what it feels like. Yeah, but it was pretty much limited at the time to just New Japan. Okay. And then it went to Ring of Honor for a while with New Japan. And then it went back to New Japan when the Elite split off. So now, well, Tony Khan has said he's got a big announcement coming up, but he just can't say anything yet. And the speculation is it's going to be a super show between AEW, New Japan, um, Impact, and possibly the Ring of Honor people that are around. Hmm. And so they're going to have this giant super show, and I think it's going to be a lot of Bullet Club versus everybody else. Really? Because that's what I'm kind of waiting for. It feels like it's building up to something big, a big split within AEW. It feels that way. Because I guess we should should also... Well, this doesn't really apply to that, maybe, but... We should talk about the Jericho Kingston promo as well. Yeah, it it was a decent promo, but oh, I thought it was better than decent, dude. I thought that was an excellent promo. To be honest, I thought he did a do the fact again we're mixing some real life, yeah, with the kayfabe and hitting on some of the stuff that's truly legit because the article he was talking about the um, athletic article yeah. that he keeps referring back or to the Players Tribune. Yeah, or Players Tribune. I'm sorry, yeah. Players Tribune. And uh, I think that's going to be a great match. I think it's going to be an amazing match. I, that's another thing that gets me sold on the pay per view. Wanting to watch those two get the crap out of each other. I, I, it's going to put you're going to put Kingston over. Um, Daddy. Yes, dude. Sorry, hold on. But, uh, I want to cheat. Yeah, go. It's fine. How do I get it? You ask Brody for help. Ask Brody. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll help you out. I promise. Go. All right. Anyway, sorry. So, uh, yeah, no, Jericho Kingston, I thought that promo was fantastic because, I don't know, Kingston just can't seem to get all the way over as a big-time face for the company. And he, maybe he should. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe Khan just doesn't see him as a top card. Maybe he just sees him as to always mid- mid-card guy. I think he struggles to stay healthy is part of the problem. 
Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, but I'm like I was watching that last night, and I'm like, this is Kingston Punk light. I yeah. I got a, I got more invested in their build up to the pay per view than Jericho and mm-hmm. and him. But yeah. I haven't been huge on Jericho for probably the whole time I've been watching because a lot of his stories just drag on, and they're yeah. not super interesting. Yeah, I don't know what his deal is. I, it's, it, but again, you're talking about trying to keep a guy fresh that's been in the business for 30 Ever. years now, feels like. Yeah. Right? So uh, I don't blame him too much. I mean, it's hard to do that. I mean, he, he was he was a big uh, flash in the pan when he came over, which it's funny. I went back and I watched uh, the little bit of the bubbly. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those clips on YouTube from when he won the, the belt for the first time. Oh, yeah. You ever see those clips? Yeah. Those are freaking hilarious. Oh, man. But yeah, no, I, I, cause just with the, the, uh, his faction getting dissolved, that's going away. Yeah. And then you're seeing a big push for the, you know, the uh, young bucks are going to dissolve or that whole, the, the elite, you know, yeah. or the click, whatever you want to call those guys. Cause they, they used a bunch of different names. It felt like super click and the elite and the super yeah. elite. Yeah. I just feel like them separating. I, I don't know. It just feels like they're, I, I'm waiting for a big war, a big yeah. war to go on in, in regards to a split between the roster. Yeah. Good guy, a big good guys versus big bad guys war to go on. Maybe that it's coming, maybe it's not. Because I thought that's what always made WCW so cool when they did the NWO. I thought that was great, and it was one of the best stories they had going for a long time there. Yeah. See, I think and I know they, you don't wanna, I don't know, I know you don't want to retread everything, but I think this company being so young, I think it's right for the picking because of how many new faces there are when you keep expanding your roster more and more, maybe that having so many different factions, it's hard to keep track of everybody. Maybe consolidating the factions that way is something I'm thinking of. I always thought having like a year in faction war, like a month long thing where like all these factions are competing against each other, some kind of point structure for a a trophy or something would be interesting to do. Yeah. But I, I think they missed a big opportunity by doing more with, uh, Jericho and Hager versus Santana and Ortiz for the split. Yeah. I think that could actually been your pay-per-view match and then maybe heading to Eddie after that. Yeah. I guess maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 I I'm I'm interested in how that match is going to turn out, but it's just I think Jericho's we're way past our prime, buddy, and it's time to maybe hang it up. Yeah. <laughs> he's 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 entering his Ric Flair years. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh yeah. Where he yeah, kept yeah. coming back and then coming back yeah. and coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and like I just, said, when he had his uh, retirement match with MJF and beat him, I was hoping yeah. he would have lost it and moved and replaced JR. Yeah, yeah. Because he's he's great on the mic. He, he is. is uh, he, he, well, he's but he's not he's not the JR role. He's no. Jerry the King Lawler. That's who he is. He yeah. even sounds like him sometimes. <laughs> to be honest with you. But but then you get Excalibur to step up and do more of the play by play. Yeah. Yeah. Which, but I, I'd miss Jr. too much to be honest, because he's he's still good. I know people have issues, have their issues with Jr. I guess, but I, I'm an old school guy. I like Jr. I, I will always like Jr. I'll like miss him when he's gone. How about that? I like him too, but I cannot stand hearing "bay bay" out of his mouth. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I cringe every time. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Shivani? You good I, with Shivani? I like him. Um, yeah. He, he's okay on on the desk. I like him going and doing the interviews. Mm-hmm. I, There's some weird guy though that I don't like at all, and I think he was the he was one of the main commentators when AEW first came out. According to some old clips I was watching. Yeah, 
Um, What's his name? I'm drawing a blank on it, but he, now he does mostly backstage segments. Yeah, Alex Morev. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, I don't like that guy. Don't like that guy at all. Not, yeah. not a fan. Not a fan of him at all. But it was one of the best episodes of Dynamite in quite some time. And I don't like the um, Daniel Bryan and uh, Moxley. I'm sorry, Brian Danielson. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Force <laughs> habit. Brian Danielson. I don't like that. I don't like where that. I, it would have been cooler if they would admit. Uh, now again, it goes back to my whole NWO thing, where we're going to say, hey. The, you can see where we go with that, where I would take that and I'd take all the older veterans where you have Moxley and uh, Danielson and you'd have and them punk, have yeah. join up and you'd have um, Jericho join them. Yeah. You'd have all the older veterans versus maybe the new the new age guys, or, you know, the younger guys. And, yeah. And, maybe that. and I can see that be a cool, little, big, huge war faction thing that I'm looking for because that makes a ton of sense to me, to be honest with you. But, yeah. I don't... Daniel Garcia, you big Daniel Garcia guy? I don't think he's. I don't like him that much. He doesn't I, do anything for me. He's a good technical wrestler, but he always comes off as having no personality. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not done with him. And I think that's Absolutely. why they put him with 2.0 because those guys are so over the top when they talk. Oh, dude, they're fun. That they one are. guy, the one that I like, the one that Jericho always called Squarehead. Yeah, <laughs> I like that guy. He's funny to me. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Super intense, super they, intense guy. They have a seg- They have segments on BTE that are pretty funny. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think what else I might be missing here because we're gonna have Britt Baker is gonna have a match in the pay per view that'll be fun with the uh, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, that should be uh, a really good match. They put oh on- your your boy your boy absolute Ricky Starks your boy absolute uh, he he's actually not bad in the ring but it was the best part of his was when he went to go talk smack to uh, Keith Lee yeah I don't know if you saw him making fun of Keith Lee yes, right I to did. his face I, I I laughed I laughed hard on that one dude I yeah. thought that was hilarious. So I'm curious about that. I thought they were going to put 10 over just so they could have all these big men battle each other with ladders. Yeah. But having Ricky Starks in there should be interesting. And I wonder if it's going to lead to some kind of conflict within Team Taz. That's what. I, that's exactly where I'm thinking. You, you go with that, try to break up that faction a little bit. Maybe, and that's what I'm thinking. Maybe break up a bunch of the factions because there's just too many of them. Yeah. Because the whole Matt Hardy with – uh, Andrade, Idolo, you know, that yeah. whole thing. That's stupid to me. That makes no sense at all. Okay, but if you know, like, the meta story that's going on with it, it makes a lot more sense. Okay, so they're build, on that. They're building up Jeff Hardy coming in. Oh, yeah, he'll come. Yeah, I know he's so, coming at some point. Because his contract is up, like, March 9th, I think. Okay. But they've been having him act like his brother. So the match where uh, Keith Lee destroyed... Um, uh, whichever one from private party. Uh, I don't, uh, Cassidy or, or Cassidy. Cassidy or yeah. Yeah. Cause did you see that that turned into like a meme or like a quick clip on like, on like the YouTubes or something like that? Yes. They, it was like non wrestling people were using that in their stuff just because he, cause he, of his scream. Yeah. When he threw him halfway across the ring yeah. and not even halfway, threw him all the way across the ring. It was yeah. great. Cause he sold it so well. He did such a great song on that. But when Matt Hardy just, got up and left and walked out through the crowd. That's yeah. what Jeff did in the house show that got him fired. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and then they were talking, he's had all this erratic behavior in the backstage segments and on BTE this week, the young bucks came up to him and tried to give him a drug test. Try to give uh, Matt Hardy a drug test. Yes. Poking, oh, okay. poking gotcha. fun at what happened with Jeff where he refused to yeah. take one with WWE. 
So, Which no, he ended up taking. He ended he, up he taking did. one. He, yes, and he's passed. He was fine. He was not. Yeah. There was no drugs in the system at all. <laughs> yeah. So, but they're setting it up so Andrade takes over the Hardy family office, and Matt and Je- Matt and Jeff will be the the broken Hardys, which is an old wow. an old gimmick Matt had for a while. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing, Matt Hart. He's too old for the ring now, man. He does not move well, in my opinion. No, he I don't doesn't. Think he's a good wrestler. No, yeah. not like he used so. to be. But you can't expect him to be a great wrestler at this point after everything he put his body through. Yeah, the what the rumor I hear is that they're gonna, or at least if they're smart, uh, they would book it where they bring Jeff back when they're back in was it North or are they from North Carolina, or South Carolina? North Carolina. So if they book it right, they'd have them open or have him appear in North yeah. Carolina. Is what it sounds like. So. Well, he accidentally dropped over the weekend that he's he's signed. They're just waiting for the non compete to. Oh, is that what they did? Oh, yep. whoops. <laughs> whoops. He, he said it in an interview that he's, he had signed this past Saturday. It goes back. But again, how many contracts? It, it's He's following the WCW formula is my worries. Because yeah. WCW gave all these huge contracts to all these older guys. And it folded, man. They, cu- they couldn't keep it up. Because yeah, but too much, guys. they are balancing it out with a lot of young guys. So they just signed uh, this guy Swerve that was on NXT. And he was okay. one of like Triple H's handpicked guys to mm-hmm. to be one of the main elite, main uh, card people. Yeah, but he got released when they got rid of all Hunter's stuff. So, but yeah. he he just signed. He's going to be showing up soon. They're also letting some of their older contracts uh, expire. I mean, we saw well, we saw it with Cody already. Um, yeah, Cody's gonna go. And then what about whatever happened to Miro? Is he gone? He's hurt. He's hurt. Okay. But when they initially signed people, it was the two-year contracts, and those contracts are starting to come up. Gotcha. So guys we haven't even seen in a while, like Joey Janelli and Marco Stunt, are pretty much done. For some reason, they picked up the option on Brian Cage, who is uh, was part of Team Taz, um, but he hasn't been on TV in months, and they picked up his option for another year. Hmm. So I don't know. Again, I'm telling you, it's this friend stuff, man. They just give all their contracts to all their good buddies. So oh, I don't think uh, he has any ties though to those guys. Uh, uh, but mentioned you mentioned Hunter there for a second, and uh, the Eddie Kingston promo, he dropped the uh, Hunter's real last name there. So yeah. I don't know if you know that or not. Yeah. Because is there a real life beef between the two, between Jericho and Hunter? Um, I think they've had their issues in the past. I don't know though. No, okay. that's interesting because I. Uh, speaking of the other brand, I'm just really curious if if they're getting rid of all of Triple H's stuff, his his you know NXT being his baby, right? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be wanting to leave the uh, you know? He's, is he going to be wanting to leave the company at some point? <laughs> you know, he's I mean, got no po- family, but you know, whatever. He's got no power right now. They kind of took everything from him when he had his little heart episode. Yeah. So I think they're just. Maybe he'll do something again at some point, but at this right now, he's pretty much out of the picture. See, so I just I'm just really curious what's going on with him. Yeah, you know, I don't know what they're gonna do with him because he's a great mind. He has a great he's got a great mind for the business, right? Yep. So, yeah, man. So there's our there's our uh, AEW recap. I don't know. Are you going to be picking up the pay per view? I don't know. The last one was on a Saturday. This one's on a Sunday. Sunday night's gonna be hard mm-hmm. to do. That's true. Yeah, I hate that they're doing it on a Sunday. But traditionally, that's when they're on, though. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I, know. 
I, I, I'm interested. I'm really interested. I, this is a good one. This is a good card, to be honest with you. There's not much there that I, uh, I'm not, you know, interested I, in wanting to watch. There's pretty much every match is something I'd be interested in watching. Just about. yeah, and we don't even know who the second team is going to be in the the three way tag team match. Because, but that is for the belt, though, right? If yes. I'm thinking correctly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think FTR. I think it'll be FTR. I I could see it being the Young Bucks. It could be that too. Yeah, I know. Because they, they I, set up that way. So you could have the Red Dragon versus Young Bucks yeah. angle, right? Yeah. FTR has been in the title picture a lot more recently than, I mean, Young Bucks had it before yeah. Lucha Brothers, but I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, they're doing great. I, it's a great product. I just, uh, I don't know how you keep up with anything beyond that. That's all I can keep up with is this one. You, you're able to keep up with New Japan and with the uh, Impact and all the other ones? I don't get to watch much of them. Um, I read read caps for the most part because oh. okay. You have to have their streaming channels to watch their products. Yeah. And I can't justify another $20 on streaming, especially <laughs> right. just for wrestling. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, my goodness. But yeah. yep. um, I do watch pretty much everything AEW. I watch the dark matches, and I watch some of the vlogs that come out. Because like, BTE has little story arcs in there that tie into what's going on in on the actual shows. Mm-hmm. The, the funniest one is they still have... Reynolds and uh, Silver hanging out with uh, Adam Cole. <laughs> I tell you what, Hungy was over with that crowd. Oh, I'm yes, surprised he was. they didn't pull. I'm surprised they didn't pull something to keep pushing that guy because he was the crowd was chanting his name. The I whole, think they're the going to. Like, him and Reynolds together are hilarious. Mm-hmm. And actually, mm-hmm. Red Dragon has gotten pretty funny on the BTE segments too. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, but you should check I, those I, out. They're fun. That, the crowd is behind that guy a thousand percent oh, every yeah. single time. Hungy is Hungy needs a push. He, I don't even know if he needs a singles push or a tag push. He needs a push of some kind. Get this guy over. Like yeah. I don't get it. He's a he's a crowd favorite. He, he's 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 a low card guy to these guys. He's not even mid card for these guys. It seems like. And I'm like, get this guy some more. Uh, you know, get him some more exposure. Yeah. Is he just bad on the mic? I guess. Yeah, he struggles on the mic a little bit. He's had some really rough promos over the last few months. Yeah. But he, I don't know. He's, I'm I'm a big fan. I like. Hungy. I am too. <laughs> it's hard not to like that guy. To be if, honest with you. If they're pushing anyone in the dark order, it's usually him and Reynolds. So I'm I'm happy about that. Okay. So, um, that's it. That's, that's all I got for you for AEW. I think it's, it's, it's a great product. I I think it's, I, back in the day, were you more when the Monday night wars were going on and were you, were you into the Monday night wars at all? Were you watching a lot then at that point? I came in at the tail end of it. No, so you came at the tail end. I was, I was all, I was at the beginning of it. I I was watching when, um, Hall and Nash first came over. Yeah. They invaded the first time. Yeah. So I watched the whole thing unfold. I watched, I mean, it was ridiculous with the wolf pack and all that crap. It, it was at a point though, where WCW was um, a better product than what was being displayed on uh, WWE. Yeah. Even though you had Austin and all that stuff going on. I mean, I still watch both. Right. Yep. And but the problem is what you'd watch WWE. All you were watching for was rock and for Austin. That's all. The only reason you were really watching was for those two. Yeah. In my opinion. Um. With WCW, you were watching the whole thing. There's so many great, uh, so many great characters going on at that time. I it mean, just feels like we're we're going through that again a little bit, even though they're not competing head to head on the same night. It's just it has that WCW versus WWE yeah. feeling 
where, but in this case with AEW, I'm just way more invested because it's, it's truly that David versus Goliath kind of. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm, I'm super pulling. I'm super pulling for AEW. You know what I mean? I just, I just, I just like those guys. It's just the little guy I want to get them over, kind of thing. And AEW seems to understand the long form storytelling more than WWE does because. I guess having the quarterly pay-per-views allows them to build it slower. Yeah. But they've seemed to have, like, a more long-term plan because, like, they were saying they had their first four champions planned out and Hangman was the last one. And it took yeah. them two years to get to that point. And they're very patient and let him grow as a character before they put it on him. Yeah. So... But that's that's just my my two cents of just saying yeah I'm I'm glad I got involved with the product it's just like man now if I've ever missed it I'll be like oh I can't miss this I'll be too far behind <laughs> I gotta see every week <laughs> no, the first thing I did when I came home was catch up on all of the shows I missed oh yeah yeah no you got you guys stay you guys stay up to date on it yeah um, although oh uh, one thing we didn't touch on at all Darby versus Guevara I guess where are we going with this is this a story we should be keeping our eye on at all or is it just eh, it's just a side story not really don't worry nothing yeah going i on think there. i think it's more of a side story just yeah two two crazy young guys going at it and then i don't like the fact that we don't have uh, orange cassidy involved with anything right now is he hurt is, is that what's going on with orange i don't think so i haven't yeah. i haven't really heard anything He's just always on the side of the ring, you know? He's never yeah. involved with them, you know, and he's not really wrestling right now so I'm Well yeah cuz they had Rapongi Vice wrestling and they'll have um uh, I guess they're best friends. I, is that what yeah. Trent and uh, yeah. Chuck Taylor go by? Yeah, yeah. He was he was because he was out there with the Trent match. I know he was out there. Yeah. Or even the tag team match thing, he had Trent up on his shoulders to keep him from hitting the ground or whatever. So. Yeah, that was pretty good. So yeah, I just I just so they're getting to the point though where there's just so many characters to follow. Yeah. I don't know if they, they got too many contracts out there. It just feels like so. I'm hoping. He doesn't get caught up where they can't financially. I mean, I know he's a bajillionaire, right? And he's got he's got dad's money to use for everything he wants to. But it's just like, don't don't go down that dark path that WCW did, you know? Yeah. At least they're so, mixing it between older guys and young guys. So. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So there's there's our recap on that. We did our TV show recap. Um, movies. Have you been keeping up on any movies? Uh, not really since we've been gone. I did finish Peacemaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, I'm going to probably binge that. I, Cause well, first I got to finish uh, Titans. Yeah. But I might do, I, I might do Mythic Quest first. Cause I'm enjoying that a lot to be honest yeah. with you. It, it has that Silicon Valley feel to it. It's just yeah. not, it's, even though I really liking Mythic Quest, it's not Silicon Valley. Silicon, yeah. I, I hold Silicon Valley on a very high pedestal, to be honest with you, because I, I love that. Well, it's hard to touch the middle out jokes that they did at the end of season one. Great, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I'd rather fin- I think I'd rather finish Titans first before I delve into uh, Peacemaker, which I, it's it's getting great reviews. I know it's a good, it's yeah. worth my time. I just need to find a place to uh, fill that in, and I think I'd rather, I'd even rather skip over Sweet Tooth to. Uh, delve into that stuff so yeah i would i would do peacemaker over sweet tooth if i had to pick between the two really okay so that's that's good praise right there um and then as far as movies go uh i don't think i have watched anything lately to be honest with you from a movie standpoint i've been doing the tv show stuff yeah Uh, that's that's my big thing i've been trying to uh do some work on there um and then other than that uh the other big news is i will be making my uh my triumphant return to a movie theater on March 
sixth or seventh? I think it's a seventh. <laughs> I think I'm going to the movie theater on a seventh, sir. You got your Batman tickets? I already have my Batman tickets. Right. You knew I did. You, you knew oh, that yeah. was something I was not going to be with. At six. I'll be going on March sixth. Okay. When I'll be going. So it comes out Sunday. what the fourth? It comes out the fourth. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll, we'll uh, be there on the fourth. So unlike with Spider-Man, where you had to wait a long time to talk to me about, it. <laughs> well, how long did you have to wait for Spider-Man? Did I? Did you have to wait a week and a half or something like that for me? Right. A week and a half, two weeks, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. You can see where my priorities lie in regards to my characters. I'll, I'll actually go see stuff right away. <laughs> I kind of figured that. Yeah, Batman will uh, will be uh, the. It was Sunday because uh, we just don't go out on Fridays. We just like, we just don't. I don't think. Yeah. And then. Uh, Saturday's just too busy with some stuff going on, but then, uh, on the sixth, yeah, no, that's we, that's the only thing we've got going on that day. I think is Are you we're taking the kids. That. Oh yeah, they they wanted to go. Okay. Well, I don't. They don't know. I, my my son does. He Brody knows that we're going. Yeah. But the other two, because it's if I would have told the other two, they'd be asking me, "Are we going today? Is it today or the day?" Are we yeah. Going? I'm like no, not today. So. And I think it'll be okay. I think it's PG thirteen, right? I th- yeah. I keep looking. <laughs> I thought I had because at one point I thought it was R rated, wasn't it? Were they yeah, go with the R-rated? I don't know if it was. I but I'm pretty sure it's PG thirteen. Yeah. So. Yep. No, we're taking them. We'll, we'll go see it, and I'm super looking forward to it. And I avoided a big time. Some some clip came up today that was going to go into some some of the trailers things I have not seen. Yeah. And I've been really avoiding everything at this point because I yeah. want to know nothing. I'm gonna probably try to stay off of Facebook quite a bit um, on Friday and Saturday, just to try to avoid spoilers of any kind. Yeah, because I want to go in about as fresh as possible. My only concern is, and Jen's already said it once, is like how many times this kid's gonna have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you understand this is Batman, right? Yeah. You I'm not getting them. up. They they can go, and if they get kidnapped, that's on them. <laughs> See that, or you take them. Well, and, and that's the problem. She took him every time in Spider-Man. <laughs> she did. She was good enough about Spider-Man. She did not uh, she, make me go take him. She Spider-Man. knows her role. Well, no, that came from when I had to take one of the kids during Endgame. Uh, was, I was not happy about a part I missed in Endgame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have to take the kids to the bathroom. And I was like, never again. Never. <laughs> well, my kids are old enough. They... They go by themselves, so yeah. But they, they, and really, to be honest with you, it's really just the um, it's just the youngest one. But yeah. she's the one with the smallest bladder and that drinks the most. <laughs> so that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, and I keep telling them, guys, this is a long movie. Even Spider Man was Spider Man almost. That was two forty five, two hours forty five minutes, I think. So we had a uh, they had had to go. Kids all had to go to the bathroom a few times during that one. Yeah. And then, uh, this one's gonna be at the same. I think it's a two hour forty five, maybe two fifty. I think is what. Yeah, um, close to three hours. Close to, Close to three hours, so. But I hope I, I guarantee it won't feel like three hours, though. I guarantee no, that. So, uh, super excited about that. And then the only other things I was going to talk about to kind of wrap things up as far as uh, getting everything caught up from uh, not seeing you for a while is uh, my comics I've been reading um, yeah. and where I'm kind of going with that. So I'm officially as far as I can be caught up on Daredevil without actually purchasing. Maybe the newest. Paper trade is out as yeah. far as the Zadowski run. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd have to go. I'd have to go to floppies, and I, I've done the whole run through the library. So I think I'm just going to continue to do the run through the library. To be yeah. Honest with you, be kind of odd in my collection of just having volume three and not having everything else. <laughs> Although it wouldn't be a bad thing to have the entire Daredevil run. Um, yeah. To be able to show them the shelf kind of thing. Um, so I'm caught up. The the, the Zadarsky run. Here, let's 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 break it down this way. 
I think you go, and I don't know if I had to fill in any blanks from Shadowland to the Wade run. I don't know if there's any big run in between those two. I don't think there are. Yeah. I think Wade took right over after that, after the Shadowland uh, story. So you have your three big runs to get us to present day, which I'm pretty sure Zadarsky is still on, Dared, unless you can tell yeah, me along. I, I, okay. Which I thought, is he an artist that turned into a writer? Is that what his gimmick is? I, I don't know. Okay, because I don't know his work other than Daredevil. This is all I know him from. Yeah. Um, but I found out through some library searching because I'm grabbing a couple of Spidey books is that he wrote some Spider-Man stuff. So yes, he did. I'm just kidding. I'll get that part. But uh, you got your Wade epic, which the, the Wade run is kind of like a Bendis run. It's that long. Yeah. Uh, you got your Wade run, your Soul run, and your um, Zdarsky run. Yeah. And I can't give you a final analysis of the Zdarsky run, but let me give you a quick, quick synopsis of all three. Um, trying to sell you on it because I really want to talk to you about it at some point. I really do think I, I I know you got a lot on your plate as far as what you read, and I I know Daredevil is a character that you enjoy, but he's not super high up on your list, right? Yeah. But um, he's probably number three on my list to be honest with you. If, you. if I had to rank my characters, I I keep up on as far as reading. It'll go Batman, Spider Man, Daredevil. Yeah. And uh, so the Wade run is a light. It's a it's a lighter run. It's very light in regards to the character. It gives you a lot of hope yeah. for a character that has a lot of hopelessness in his being, <laughs> if I could say it that way. Yeah. Um, it brings the character back from a very dark place, which, you know, the balance of the light and the dark kind of homage there. And uh, it's really good. The Wade run is good. It's it, it, He doesn't give you a lot that you don't want in there. There's pretty good action. There's a love. The love story is really good. And I think that's always important with, Murdoch's character, yeah, um, him being a playboy. <laughs> to be honest with you, kind of. Um, well, at times he even comes off as codependent. Like he's got to have yeah. somebody there. Kind of, kind of. And the the, the girl that Wade created was, uh, you go. I mean, his biggest love is of course Karen Page, and yeah. then I guess you go from Karen Page. You got Electra, and mm. then you've got uh, Mila, and um, good echo who, for a point. Say that one more time. Echo for a little bit. Echo, just for a little bit. And then you've also got, he did a, with Black Widow, he has a little bit yeah. of a run with Black Widow. Um, Electra is always on, Electra is always the one he always comes back to kind of thing. Yeah. And then uh, Mila was a big one. And then after Mila, you've got um, the one they just did. And I'm, her, I'm drawing a blank on her name because now I'm running through all their names. But the, the most recent love interest was really good. I liked her a lot. But then the soul run kind of gets rid of the love interest and the codependency you're talking about the soul mm-hmm. the soul run was it was dark yeah <laughs> he, it was and then that's what it was it was it was back he was back in his black suit to kind of you know play up to that that his run was a dark run but it's so good charles soul is a great writer i enjoyed everything he did with it and then zadarsky uh, i know i know we both appreciate mark wade for his stuff that he's done but uh just through two trades, Zadarsky is almost putting Wade to shame. <laughs> He's doing so good. I'm almost questioning is Zadarsky a Catholic? Because <laughs> if he if he's not, if he's not Catholic, he has somehow either done enough work on it or has I don't know how he does it, but he's really captured what it is to be at war with yourself. Yeah. Which is a big theme in Daredevil being at war with yourself. Yes. And God Dang it, he's good. Zdarsky is good, man. And the artist on the first trade was, I think it's 
Chichetto or something like that. I don't know, man. You'll have to, you'll, I have to get you a name that I can actually pronounce, I guess. The art was amazing. It's It, it almost was as good as Bendis and Maliv. Yeah. And I'm a big Maliv fan. His run on Daredevil was amazing. This guy that, that did it with um, Zidarsky in his first book was great. The art on the second book, I'm not a big fan of. Okay. And the only critique or the only negative, I guess I'll give you about the Zdarsky run. I can't, I can't say much about it, but I was disappointed that Zdarsky went there with the character. Cause I don't think Murdoch would have done what he did um, with a love interest. Uh, and I'll leave it at that. Cause okay. otherwise I'll give them too much, but um, I'm really looking forward to getting back into that at some point. So I'm, I'm really happy. I got caught up on my daredevil run. And so where we go from there and I told you in text, I'll be switching over to uh I actually, I, I'm gonna, I, I'm throwing a curveball. I'm going, I'm gonna get caught up on Spider-Man first. I think okay. I'm really behind. On that. I, I realized how far behind I was on Spider-Man that I, uh, there's a, a Zdarsky run on that. There's a Nick Spencer run. I think at some point, I still haven't even finished my um, Dan Slot run. Yeah. <laughs> as far as Spider-Man worldwide, there's a lot to get caught up on in the Spider-Man world. I will. Yeah, I'll tell you, I was a little disappointed with parts of the Spencer run because I went in and read some of it. And mm-hmm. I just couldn't get into it and ended up stopping. And see, and I, I'm not surprised by that because I'm not a, I'm not an expensive fan. I don't think he's a great writer. Uh, yeah. What was that book he did um, with the kids? I know you read some of oh, it. Oh, um, um, that, that's how memorable it is, right? That we can't even think of it, right? So that that's my opinion about Nick Spencer. I don't, I don't know why he got his, he, or he gets so many contracts from Marvel to write so many books. I just think he's a. I don't like his writing. I, he's not. <laughs> okay, Grant Morrison. People, people love Grant Morrison because he's just so out there. Yeah, Nick Spencer. I don't know how. I don't know why I'm bringing up the two, but it's just my dislike. Like, I don't dislike Morrison. I can respect him. I just won't go out and actively get his books. The problem is Spencer gets put on books that I want to read because of the characters that are in those books. Uh, I yeah. can't stand Spencer. I can't stand his writing. I just think it's boring. Is all get out. So I, I can't think of the one you're talking about, but I've read a lot of it, and I like that run. But there's just some guys that do better on creator-owned stuff than the. And big the two problem, stuff. though, oh no, Nick Spencer did um morning morning glories, morning he glories, did morning yeah. glories, and that was his own that was his own creation. I thought yeah. it was great. It had a cool premise. The art, the covers were great. The art was great. The story just got convoluted and it got too confusing. It just wasn't something that I found worthwhile to keep up with. Yeah. So, and the uh the other problem being, I can't find. I had a huge list of um, non superhero books that you and I did a long time ago. Yeah, uh, we did an episode about it, and there's a bunch of books out there that I just want to go pick up and and get because I mean we talked about it very recently where we talked about Ninja Turtles Ronin. I I got yes. that that I I got I got in the chamber. I want to pull the trigger on right to buy that and when that when that comes available to get that. But there's a bunch we talked about that I need to go back, like uh, Paper Girls. I know I want to do yeah, that. Yeah, Paper Girls is good. At least the but first the, two yeah. trades. Yeah, and so and so where my concentration lies right now is to get caught up through the library uh, on my uh, Spider-Man stuff, except for a couple books. I, I bought the last two um, slot books just to complete – again, being a completionist sometimes, yeah. you know, go ahead and get those to get those in the collection. But um, I got a couple of my Batman books that I'm behind on now because I was like, oh, my God, the Tom King really – really behind on that but i don't i'm not in a rush to read those yeah i'll uh i'll read the um spider-man stuff but then i like i told you in my text i did get the first trade of nightwing so that's the one where i'm gonna go okay my only apprehension with the nightwing run mm-hmm. and then you're telling me you're hearing really great stuff about it yeah i don't know if it starts off that way or we're so far into it because i think they're on like issue 90 or something like that yeah right now so we're about what 
eight, nine trades in then just about, right? Uh, if probably not more, more than that. Yeah. 10 trades then, right? Yeah. So if we're 10 trades in, where does the awesomeness pick up? Because it's Tom King writing it, I believe, right yeah. now, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. It starts off It starts off with Tim Seeley writing on the Rebirth run. Right. I don't, I don't know if you're a big Tim Seeley fan or not. I am not a big, big fan of Tim Seeley, to be honest with you. I read the first probably 10 issues of the Rebirth run. I liked it. I just, okay. It just got to a point where I was picking up too much stuff, so it got cut. I hear you on that. So, and it's, and at some point I got to go back and um, there's a green, there's a giant big green lantern run that I'm going to have to go on and uh, try to get caught up with that. And then I also want to give some love to flash. I haven't, I haven't been reading the flash books quite a bit. I don't think I picked up very much in the new 52 flash runs at all. Yeah. And then with rebirth, I'm not, I haven't read any flash, but I've heard it's great. Cause I think uh, Josh, Williamson. Williams, or yeah, is that who I'm thinking of? He, I think he's had a really long run on there, and I've heard. Yeah, he really did, and and it was good to start out with, but again, it was another one that got cut for, for because money. there's just there's just like we say just about every episode, Jay. There's just too much. <laughs> there's just too much out there. To, to and if with. DC had so, a good app to read them on, it wouldn't be a big deal. <laughs> you know, and that's what um, I, I I I almost feel like it'd be smart for me to get both. I, I, I need to get the Marvel app for myself and I need to get the DC app or we could trade. I'd get the DC one and have the Marvel one. We trade the passwords and everything, but you just made me so apprehensive of getting it. So now I'm just really, really apprehensive. I want to go get that. So, yeah. but it would be smart. At least that way you and I can go back and get caught up on things. We, we can oh, fill yeah. our holes, right? Go fill in the holes that yep. we've got. I'm sure the re- I'm really interested in the rebirth run of uh, green arrow too. I'd love to read a good green arrow book. Yeah. I didn't touch it. Um, I didn't either, but I, I I wouldn't mind, you know, just yeah. to see what they're doing with the character. Uh, Justice League, I'd like to know what's going on in Justice League. I have no clue what they've been doing with that. Yeah. Um, there's two. So again, as far as reading books, that's I, I'm that's what I've been reading is Daredevil. Got caught up on that, and uh, after that, I do have one book. I have your Vision book. I'm going to read. Yeah. Oh, so so I'm going to always read that one, and because that's the second trade, though, that's not the first one. That's the second one. Yeah. But. Um, other than that, I got my I got my finger on the trigger for two uh, Batman books. One's called Batman Damned. Okay. It's a, I believe it's Azarello, so it's going to be dark. It's going to be oh, kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one, uh, Batman Last Night on Earth. Um, it's a swan song, I believe, for the Capullo and uh, Schneider run. I, and I think I might have read that one. Okay. If it's, it's one where he's walking, it's, weird. it's a it's psychological one where I believe he's walking around with a decapitated head of the Joker. Yes. I don't know if yes. I read it for you. It, Haven't it, read it. Don't know anything about it. Um, if you've read it, but it doesn't ring a bell, it makes me kind of apprehensive. But I, I, I did read it. It. I, it. it was pretty out gonna, there. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I liked White Knight better than it. White Knight was so good. God, yeah. I loved White Knight. But that I never really went back good. to read the sequels of it. So. Yeah. Um. But it, but. It, with the fact that Capullo did the art on it, and I'm just I'm a sucker for anything those two will put out together. To be honest with you, yeah, you give me Capullo and Snyder together, they're just a, a tandem. That any time, because I know they they did their super long run and yeah. um, they went apart to go do their own stuff because you have to just to recharge oh, yeah. your creative energy. But it's like getting the band back together. Where if you get those two, it's like if uh, Bendis and Malib ever get back together on something, I'm going to pick that up just to watch those two work together. Or again. Bendis or, and Bagley. Bendis and Bagley, exactly. Yeah. That was the next thing I was going to say. Absolutely. If I could ever see those two get back together to do a run on stuff. Because I'm a big fan of that. I don't know. I guess that's a good topic we should probably hit on sometime is who's our favorite tandems. Oh, yeah. So that's a big deal. A big deal to work together because 
it'll make you pick up a book maybe you never thought that you'd pick up. Yeah. So, and I don't know if there's a lot of those going on anymore. You know, I guess certain writers just don't get a lot of pull with the big two as far as who they get to work with. They yeah. Just put them with. Them. But um, yeah, those are, those are two books I got my eye on, and then there's a ton of Millar stuff. But that I'm like, I'm so behind on his world and what he's doing. Oh, I, I have too. no clue what to pick up other than I used to want to pick up just about everything yeah. because I always, I always enjoyed it. And the reason why is because he's right up my alley because it was pick up six books and you're done and yeah. you're, and you're good. You don't have to worry about getting, you know, a 10 years worth of material to go back on. So you know? and the, the problem with his books now too, is he's got other people working on them. He's got like reimagined books. So like Kevin yeah. Smith did a hit girl and yeah. I read the kick-ass, I don't remember who wrote it now, but it was a total different character, but just their yeah. interpretation of it. See, I don't, I don't want, I want his voice yeah. with that character with, you know, with Ramita Jr. doing yeah. the work on it. You know, that's, that's what I want. But yep. again, we don't get to make those decisions, but I, that's why I kind of dropped off from Laura a lot. But that was other, like, as far as what's on my shelf, I used to try to get as much of his stuff as I could because yeah, it, was, it was, it was self-contained. Con- self That's the word I've been always been looking for. I need self-contained stories. To yeah. The, to so the, the two things I've been hitting on is I finished up what I could on something's killing the children. That's the book. That's the one. Uh, was that yeah. Lemire? Uh, no, that is uh Tinian. James Tinian. Okay. That was the one where it's a creepy one where the, 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 the they were in a sleepover in the backyard or something like that. Yeah. There's monsters in the backyard or something like that. Yeah. That's the one. I, I could. We were when we were talking on text or whatever. Right? Yeah. I was like, I could have swore that you were telling me about another Lemire book or whatever. Yeah. I something. So no, yeah. but I read. I read the first three books. It's almost one story in those three. So it was so good. I want. I want the fourth one where it gives you the origin of like the main character. Okay. So I'm. I'm waiting. Waiting to find that. But I got those from the library, and then I went out and bought volume one just because it was so good. So I'll probably go back and. Fill in everything of that series, and then the other one I started was Black Hammer. It's Lemire's yeah. own superhero world through Dark Horse. Okay, and he pitched it to him years ago, and then did Sweet Tooth and kind of got pulled away from ever actually starting it. And now he's got this whole universe he's built. And so basically, the idea is the characters are versions of characters we know. So, um. There's one guy that was too scrawny to get into the military, so he actually starts working out and becomes this big muscular guy that fights crime, kind of like Captain America. Uh, uh-huh. There's a Martian that comes to Earth that's a shape changer named Mark Martz. Um, this is supposed to be like a Martian Manhunter type character. So he takes these existing characters, takes his own spin on them, but they're on they're stuck in like a pocket dimension. You don't know how they got there and they can't leave it. And so you get little bits of how they get there mixed with day-to-day life of trying, of living this boring life that they don't like. So it was really interesting. I've done the first two trades. According to the reading order, though, I can't read trade three yet, which I have. You have to read one of the side stories. So I'm going to go through and try to read it all in order. So I got those coming from the library. Okay, so Black Hammer is thumbs up, and that's let's Lemire, right? Yeah, I'm saying his name. Okay, yeah. So, and again, I, I still try to keep up with Snow Angels. I don't know if you try I to get back. I haven't gone back to it yet. I I'm still a big fan of it. I just need to 
get back and read what's left of it because I got those to go through. Because yeah. the reason why I was almost apprehensive when you said Black Hammer and you really liked it was because I was getting it mixed up with Black Science. Did you ever oh, yeah. read Black Science? Yes, I have. I've read the first three trades. It's something I'd like to go back and finish. Uh, okay. Rick Remender, it was, it's really out there, though. That's it exactly. I was like, that's why that's your book. And that's why for me, I was like, when you said Black Hammer was good, I was like, no, it can't be good. I remember reading the first <laughs> trade of Black Hammer. It was awful. It's so bad. I hated that book so much. And I was like, wait a minute, not the same as Black Science. <laughs> so, yeah. Because I had to go look. And then when I looked up Black Science, I was like, that's right. Remender did that one. Because Remender was getting really big there for a second, as far as I thought. Did he do a Punisher run for a second there? Or yeah, he just did. Venom? He, he did, okay. yeah, he did both those and he did that X Force run that was amazing. The X Force run I liked because it wasn't out there. Yeah, the X Force run was good, but yeah, Remender. And I was like, okay, it was the X Force run actually. That, mm. Glad you bring that up. That was what drew me to go, okay, well, Black Science is his own thing. Let's give this a shot because you liked what he did in X Force, so yeah. maybe he'll do something cool with this. But I was like, you were so out there, I have no clue what you're doing with it because then it reminds me of, um. Reminder's run on Black Science is almost like, oh, you're trying to be Hickman is who you're trying to be. Yeah, I can and, see that. And the problem with Hickman, I've tried to read his creator-owned stuff as far as like Manhattan Project and a few mm -hmm. other things. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're so out there. I, I can't. I just, no, it's just not me. It's not what I'm into. So. Yeah. But now if you give me Hickman on uh, a Fantastic Four book, masterpiece, yeah. <laughs> you know? But I think it's because he's, he has to stay within the world of Fantastic Four, and you can't go too crazy out there. Even though yeah. Fantastic Four, you could go kind of crazy out there, but um, yeah, no, I'm just I uh, I was you gave me a bad taste, and I was like, oh, he can't like it that much. It's too stupid to go like that book too much. But then I I figured the two things. I was like, because okay. then I was like, I can't. That can't be right because I really like everything Lemire does. Just about yeah. And maybe I, I was like, he doesn't seem like the kind of writer that goes crazy out there. But then uh, as I was looking up Reminder here real quick. I forgot he did Deadly Class. Did you ever finish Deadly Class? No, I got probably halfway through it, and it was it, good. And was it? Is it just because it, it's just too much going on as far as too many books at that yeah. point? That's why you dropped it. Okay. Yeah, because that's probably that is something I'll go back and probably pick up everything, and just because I I enjoyed it enough. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be going back into uh, the, you know, starting that one again because I'm apprehensive to start a bunch of stuff. Um, due to the fact I'm trying to, I'm now caught up on Daredevil. I'll hopefully get caught up on Spidey really quick. Yeah. But then that might maybe dive into a Miles Morales run because I'll be in the Spidey mode. Yep. And then, but I'll probably go watch the Batman movie and go, okay, now I'm gonna be in a Batman mood. Yep. <laughs> and so, how do I get caught up on it? All of it. I don't know. I don't yep. know how. But I've been really uh, trying to focus on um. You know, watching the TV stuff, you know, kind of while doing other things and paying attention when I can. And then uh, the only thing, I, Boba Fett was the only thing I really watched with, like, focus. Like, that gets my immediate attention where yeah. Mythic Quest is kind of a background thing. Yep, that was the same Sweet Tooth, Sweet Tooth, I gave my full attention and then I was like, this is, no, I just can't. I don't want to worry about that. But then I, so I've been trying to not watch too much TV in regards to just trying to focus on reading and when you actually i was like oh when you really focus on reading you can get through quite a bit yeah, you can. <laughs> so i need to start doing that right yep <laughs> but then of course i get caught up in some wrestling crap every now and then and other times you just go down rabbit holes of uh you know youtube shit that's out there that you shouldn't be watching this it's like what am i wasting my life with i should be reading something <laughs> yep totally get that yep 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 so 
there's there's where I'm at. So you're so as far as the book you're reading right now, you're you're in a full Black Hammer swing. That's your number one book you're reading right now. Um, I'm splitting between that and Wicked and the Vine. Oh, you went into Wicked and Divine. You said you were. Look at you. So oh, wow. okay, I I have it all. Um, I got uh-huh. I had the first. Uh, there's nine. I had the first four. My in-laws got me the other five for Christmas. So okay. I'm I'm trying to get through that. It it started strong. It's kind of going to be a little out there for me because you're also you're also big into fables, right? Yeah. Okay. See, I tried fables and i don't think it was for me i don't think it's my kind of book and it it feels like wicked and divine is going to be a fables type book am i am i accurate in my assessment yeah yeah i think so um it's it deals with um these gods that are they come every 90 years and inhabit a body and the body Mm -hmm. only lasts for two years and the person dies so it's it's like the person has the god's powers and when they've come this time, they're like pop stars. So it kind of makes fun of like pop culture a lot. Um, but there's a good mystery to it. But once I get past the mystery part in probably trade four, it just kind of slows down a lot and I'm just struggling to get through it. Uh, that's, that's that's always hard when a, a book comes out of the gates firing really hot, right? And you're like, "This is cool. I'm really into this." And then all of a sudden, you hit just a roadblock. And you're like, "Oh, I already bought everything." No. Yeah. <laughs> and and then you get a saga that takes a couple years off, and then an issue comes out, and you pick it up, and you start reading it, and you're like, "I don't remember a single thing that happened." I yeah, we've all been there. Right? So there. so that's why I'm not with saga. I'm in no rush whatsoever. I will eventually probably pick up that whole thing in a trade format of some kind. I've got all the and trades, and then I've got the one new issue, and I'm like, I don't remember. I, yeah. I should have just no, waited I, for the trade. I heard it came out, and I'm just not. I'm just in no rush. I have because no, I'll let it finish. I, yeah. I, I think it's one of those books. I think you'll enjoy more if you just let it go its course. Oh yeah. Let him let him wrap it all up. Yep. And then just read it all at once. Just binge the whole thing. Because that's sometimes it's just the way to do it, you know? Yeah. So uh, I just, I, 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 I saw, I saw, I saw the issue came out. I was like, oh, this is tempting to actually go to, I haven't been to a store in a while and I haven't bought a floppy in a long time. I might go buy a floppy. But then I was like, nope, nope, don't do it. Don't do it. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at as far as uh, my reading. Oh, I, that's the other. I'm sorry. No, I lied. Because what before I go grab because I gotta take all my Daredevil stuff back to the library and I'll pick up all my Spidey stuff. In between that, I uh, I bought uh, Batman Earth One Volume Three because okay. the Earth. I, remember how DC did a whole bunch of the Earth yeah. One stuff. I don't know if you read the Straczynski uh, Superman Earth One stuff. If you haven't, I'll let you borrow it because I think it's worth the art alone. If you, know, you don't want to read it, just look at the art. Shane okay. Davis did an amazing job on the art in that book. Yeah, but uh, Johns did did Batman and yeah. with Gary Frank. And I don't. Are you a big Gary Frank fan? I like his work. Um, oh, Gary Frank. Because oh. he, he did All-Star Superman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Gary Frank's work is amazing. So what I did, what I've done is I already had the first two volumes, but th- I bought three so far down the line. I got to go, I got to remi- remember, you know, yeah. remind myself what happened in the first two volumes. So I'm just starting to get through that. And I just started it last night and I'm probably already halfway through. So yeah. I'll, be able to, I'll be able to smoke through those pretty quick. I, I grabbed volume three from the library, not realizing it was volume three. So oh, I didn't the Batman run? Oh, no, yeah, yeah no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, because I, I, Straczynski hasn't – is he retired? Is he writing anything? What, I don't know what his deal is. 
we used to be pretty big fans of his because yeah. you introduced me to a lot of his stuff. Like you, I don't remember because I'm pretty sure you were the one that introduced me to Rising Stars, which yeah. was his was his baby. Um, and then he also did his run of um, Squadron Supreme, right? Yeah. He had a big run on that. He had a big Spider-Man run, which yes. was a huge big deal when he did the Spider-Man run. Um, so, and then when he came out with the Superman stuff, I was like, because, well, first he did uh, an actual real run on Superman where he yeah. made Superman not fly, which was weird. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Stop it. Superman flies. Um, All right, Bendis. But, exact, right? Exactly. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, but when he came out with his Superman Earth 1 stuff, oh, just beautiful book. Yeah. Great. And I like it. was fast. It was a quick read. And I was like, Straczynski, this is, this is where you been, man? And yeah. I, just, I don't think he's come. I don't think he's put anything out lately that I'm aware of. Nothing I can remember. I think the last thing I read of his was a hundred grand, which was an image book. Yeah, no, I read. Yeah, uh, no, ten grand. Ten, ten grand. grand ten grand. Yeah. Which I picked up a couple of the issues. I just don't know if I ever completed the run. Yeah, because there's something else he had too that he came out with before that one. To be uh, with Protectors Inc. or something like that. Maybe. Oh, um, J. Michael. Could that be made? There you go. I was like, there can't be that many Jay Michaels out yeah. there. Come on, Google. <laughs> um, come on. Where is the books at? There's one I, I wanted to talk to you about real quick. I wanted to see if you read it. I think it's called The Twelve. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I'm pulling it up now. Hold on one second. Sorry. I know I should get this up faster. Oh, he did some. Oh, he did a before Watchmen book. Here's Supreme Power. Oh, Supreme Power. Was Supreme Power his book? Was that his Squadron Supreme run? Or was it, yeah, yeah, it was Supreme the Marvel Max version of it. Yeah, okay, that's what that was. Um, but yeah, he did uh, Before Watchmen. He did some of that stuff. So he, oh. that's kind of recent at this point. No, that's 2014. I yeah, can't believe that old. Wow, okay. Uh, I'm not finding anything more recent than that, to be honest. But the, 2021, he did a book becoming a writer and staying staying a writer so he actually wrote a, a, a book about writing <laughs> okay. i was like okay so um i, I was i would always be curious uh see because remember yeah he did a big run on thor remember that yeah um the 12 i could have swore he did the 12 yeah that's what it's called you ever read the 12 no okay i'd recommend i'll give it to you okay. see what you think about it. i just gotta be able to find where I, i'd have to find where i put it yeah <laughs> try to dig it out somewhere um but uh, yeah, no. Oh, and that's the oh, that's the only. Uh, we'll wrap it up after this one real quick. Did you read War of the Realms? I've read bits and pieces of it, but I haven't read the actual main book. Yeah, I read the main book uh, because it's part of the, my Daredevil reading order thing. Yeah, because Daredevil, the, they make it sound like it plays a big part of it. He's in there. Um, it's pretty cool what they do with Daredevil in the book, but yeah. he's not a huge part of it. Um, I think it's I needed to to have more appreciation for that because it. I guess it was a main event book, right? Yeah, want to call it an event book? Okay. And um, I don't think I have a proper appreciation for it because I didn't do the Thor run. And I yeah. think trying to tackle the uh, Jason Aaron Thor run, even, you know, you got the God Butcher and it goes into the when, yeah. uh, they Jane into uh, Thor yeah. and uh, all that stuff. I don't think I had proper appreciation for that that event book, but it was okay. I, 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 don't, I don't regret reading it, you know? Yeah. Um, it was enjoyable enough. It did some cool stuff in there. Um, I don't know. Are you going to go and are you, you, you didn't read the mini? Are you going to plan on reading it? You think? No, probably not. I guess I'll spoil it. <laughs> That's what I'm trying <laughs> to get at. Uh, basically Thor becomes the all father. 
Yeah. Uh, or Odin takes a step back and he becomes the Allfather. So I don't yeah. know if that's a spoiler for you or not, but that's how the book ended. Yeah. Um, so it was enjoyable. I liked it. Uh, funny enough, being a Thor centric book, Thor's not in it that much. Yeah. <laughs> to be really honest with you, so kind of odd that way. Yeah. There's like just book a of Fett. How do you feel about Marvel event books? Do you think they're even that good? No, not usually. I'm usually disappointed. Don't I think so too? I think I get to. Is it is it safe to say about a lot of event books that we get that way? We feel that way about it. I think so. I last one I remember liking was Secret Wars. Yeah, I like Secret Wars too. Yeah. Um, but like I read. Uh, oh God, the one. It, it was a recent one with the Kree Skull United Front against some plant. I don't remember what it's called now. It came it came out in the last year. It wasn't very good. I didn't even finish it. Well, because okay, well maybe and maybe because we were spoiled because they had such a great run for a little bit, right? Where you had Secret Invasion, Secret Wars, yeah. Avengers vs X Men, House of M, stuff like that. Yeah. Like House of M was an amazing event. It was. And Secret, Wars, Secret Wars was fun. That yeah. was really fun. I remember you talking to me about that the first time, as far as all the maps go. Yeah. You got to follow where the maps were. Uh, Fear itself was kind of not that great, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that one. Schism was fun because that was the break between the teams, the X Men teams. Yeah. And then kind of that broke into Avengers vs. X Men. But um, other than those, I mean, more recently, I guess. I mean, Civil War, the first Civil War was great. I, you told me oh. Civil War 2 kind of let you down, right? Yeah, yeah. I picked up the first issue and then didn't pick up any more because it sucked. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I just, they, you get kind of hyped up for them, but in order to follow them, then you, they do the crossover, then you got your side books. Well, uh, and it just seems like it's, it's one after another because they went from yeah. whatever the Kree Skull one was right into King and Black. I'm like... Yeah. Back to back, I I can't do that many books. Yeah, to try to no, keep up with it all. Yeah, so, but uh, what's funny? I'm I'm looking through here and I'm seeing the Illuminati. Um, so for our spoilers part of our talk, we're going to continue to talk about spoilers real quick. I'm going to assume you watched the most recent trailer for. Uh, I did. Doctor Two. Yep. So we've definitely we definitely have uh, Professor X. I'm yep. going to assume correct. Yes we're maybe getting the Illuminati, but it's not really the Illuminati. It's like a multiverse Illuminati where we're going to have Tom Cruise be Iron Man. And then we're going to have maybe John Krasinski be Captain America and then not Reed Richards, even though people want him to be Reed Richards. I've, I've been hearing Reed Richards for him. That's what you've been hearing. Okay. Yeah. I've also heard we're going to get back the guy that played Black Bolt from the Inhuman series. Which that I think is a big mistake. I think you need to distance yourself from that as much as humanly possible. To be honest with you. But. Yeah, but see, here I've I've been hearing a lot of stuff. Like a year ago, they were saying Chris Evans is coming back to the MCU, but not as Captain mm -hmm. America. So it's like, oh, like the multiverse Nanny storm. Yeah, are we gonna are we gonna see him as the Human Torch again? Yeah. There, there's just I don't know. There's just so many different rumors going around of who's showing up. So. But the I, fact that they're going so big and so bold with you had Spider-Man, which I know that's really a Sony movie, and you can't really call it a Marvel. But can you call it an MCU movie? I don't. Yeah, I don't think you really. It's can, MCU. Right? It's MCU. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's debatable, right? Because it's still Sony, right? It's still released under Sony. It was a co-production between Marvel Studios yeah. and Sony. So, but regardless, I guess you'll say okay. But going, let's 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 call it an MCU movie just for, for argument's sake. You're gonna go that big with as much as you as many characters as you put in there. 
and then follow up with this where they're saying there's going to be even more characters in, in the multiverse movie. So I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty ballsy, man, but I guess they want to go big because of how poorly Eternals did. Uh, I, I think it was all in play beforehand though. Um, I, I think they saw what Sony did with into the spider verse and, and yeah. what the WB DC shows did with their multiverse. Marxist, yeah. And yeah. I mean, both those were great. So MCU's like, all right, hold our beer. Yeah, I know. Right. Exactly. So, um, Hey, it, I wasn't, I, I will be disappointed if we don't get Dolph Lundgren in there as Punisher. Is there rumors? No, there's not rumors, but oh, you, there should don't be. give a hopes up, dude. Don't give a hopes <laughs> up now. Because <laughs> you know, you and I are probably the only two people in that theater. As soon as Dolph showed up, we'd be like, yes! <laughs> Wait, he could be He-Man. Oh, no, shut up, dude. No, he's, he's forever. He is forever and always our Punisher, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Say what you will about Thomas Jane or uh, what's the other guy um, that was in Rome or whatever his name is. Oh, I, I don't remember his name. Yeah. But Ray Stevens, right? Or something oh, like Ray that. Stevenson. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Those can be your punishers. And we got John Berthal. You know, I love, I love John Berthal, but forever yeah. and always. Dolph. <laughs> he didn't have the skull, though. I know. I know, man. Ridiculous. Yeah. Which I'm... I, it, it, we should get Burnthal in, in multiverse. That's what I think. I think we should get because he's coming back. There, he said he's coming back. Yeah, he's Punisher. He's coming back. That's right? confirmed. Yeah. So, do you think do I get Daredevil in, in in multiverse? Possibly. I mean, that would be the most logical place for him to show up next. But the only one that we know for a fact he'll so, be in is, is She-Hulk. Is right. Really She-Hulk. But, but I mean, they could have him show up as that version of Daredevil, and then in the MCU version of Daredevil is the same guy, just to. Maybe not the best because if, if, if Affleck shows up as Daredevil, I'm like, whoa. Oh, whoa. no, he won't because he said he's never doing one of those movies again. You don't know, man. You never know. Never know. Catch him on the right day, I guess, right? Oh, with the right up, uh, <laughs> the right Brinks truck, oh. right? I know, yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it because then we got that and then uh, Thor in July, right? Yep. MCU is bringing it strong. I yeah. I was almost tempted to start Eternals this past week, and I was going to go dive into Eternals and see if it was worth my time. But because uh, I got to, I need to watch it. Yep. You, know, you told me I can watch it at least for the end credits. So is it a is it two? How long is that one? Two and a half, two hours. Two and a half. On that one? It, it's a longer one. <laughs> is it? Is it? And it's a long one. I'm going to feel all two and a half hours of it. I didn't think so, but a lot of people were complaining about how long it was. Uh, all right. Maybe I'll have to. It'll be one I have to break up into a couple of viewings. <laughs> Maybe get through it. Okay. Now I'll, I'll have to. T- I'll have to bite the bullet at some point. Yeah. Bite will. the bullet. Just get it right, over with. Yeah. yeah. I know. You know, like rip a bandaid off on that one. I guess. Yep. Right. Get through it so I can say I watched it. Yep. So. All right, man. Was there anything else we you need to hit on before we wrap it up? Nope. I'm good. All right, man. Well, it's been good catching up with you. Yep. Um, and. It's amazing how long we go. We went on this is a long one, but then again, we haven't we haven't done an episode here for a lot a while. I know. So. And maybe next week we'll be in person. Maybe, yeah, if the weather cooperates. If the weather cooperates, so yeah, we'll see. If we don't get our weekly snowstorm, right? <laughs> well, going from sixty degrees on the weekend to being snowstorm on the weekdays, right? Yeah. So, gotta love it. So, until next time, dude. I'll All talk right. to you. See you. We'll see you. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, nerdcast.com. It's N-Y-R-D-C-A-S-T.
You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching at Nerdcast. This week's music comes from Frederick Soria in the Bit20 Ensemble with their track, Bulletproof Vest. Look at me, look at you, who's the first one to smile? Better luck next summer again. And I said, look at me, look at you, who's the first one to cry? Better luck next summer again. And I said, I will never, ever forget you, let you slip out of my head. Not till I'm dead. Happier set summer again and I said look at me look at you who's the first one to cry better luck next summer again and I said I will never ever forget you let you slip out of She's a pest, and she's dressed with a bulletproof vest. He's a mess. She's a pest, and she's dressed with a bulletproof vest. Her depression is a session, and it's making a major impression. A professional lesson on oppressive, obsessive repression. Look at me, look at you. Who's the first one to smile? Better luck next summer again. And I said, Look at me. Look at you, who's the first one to cry? Better luck next summer again. And I said, darkness shades you, never let death invade you. Death is not a welcome guest. If you put it to test, I would be diagnosed as a A story 